This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is refusing to give post-match media interviews. Actually, that's a lie. I did one with TalkSport yesterday. Damn! Oh, never mind. Anyway, a 2-1 defeat, a goal denied by technology, a goal ruled out for a hairline offside, a man sent off, the assistant coach and the manager both sent off, six, or was it five, or was it seven, nobody seems to know, players booked, sums up the season pretty well and leads me to the undeniable conclusion that this season is well and truly and officially a load of old bollocks. Now, after a decent performance against Kiev in midweek, uh, redolent of Chelsea's title-winning season, yes, that was only three months ago, people, um, it was two steps back again in the Premier League with a defeat to the high-flying Hammers. But... Are we suffering from some serious bad luck with decisions, or were we fairly and squarely ironed out? Only the Chelsea fancast has the answers. And I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. Better the devil you know. Ooh. Mm. And there we go. And uh, joining me on this uh, very quite, I mean, you know, we're lucky that there's a show at the moment, because I've just driven back from Exeter and got here in the nick of time. Who, who are they playing? Well, I was actually scouting to see if they had any decent players and also to see who we might be playing next year. You know, I remember uh, them giving Man U a hell of a game in the FA Cup and taking them to a draw. They did, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember <coughs> that. Terry Cooper used to manage them. Yeah, yeah. remember him? Anyway, enough of me. Uh, we have got in the house tonight the Dr. Mart. Good evening. As you know. because how, how nice it is to be back. It's, it's lovely. It's been a month since I was I know. The last one. This is the beauty of squad yeah. rotation on the fan card. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in need of therapy tonight. It's, Are you? It's, no, well, it's I'm your man. Good, is it? I'm your man. Good, I'm qualified. It? No, I'm not quite you know qualified. What, you know what it's like when Chelsea not going. We need, we need this podcast because it's therapy. I explained to somebody not four hours ago that the shows are much better the shitter Chelsea are. Okay? It's an absolute proven fact. Yep. Win it's or a lose. proven ah. fact. Win or lose. Anyway, the doctor will be getting therapy from me. 
for a change, but it's great to see him. Uh, as I said, it, absence makes the heart grow fonder, basically. Uh, we've also got the legend, uh, the man who wound up an entire small, uh, very kind of pikey-like uh, community in the east of London with a, an article that has now been renamed Drivel on the Wing. <laughs> uh, that's about the politest insult I can relate to you after Clive's latest missive on Driver on the Wing uh, aimed at the West Ham fans, Clive. But I stoke I went a little bit lower as well. Did so you? That's all I right. haven't seen that one yet. You must. You it's must. up there now, is it? Yep. And I'm on the Chelsea Supporters Group website okay. as we speak. It's as sitting speak. there waiting it's for It's a everybody. cracker. I have read it. Right, check it out, people, oh, yeah. live and direct. One concern I do have tonight is this is the first time I've been on the show so immediately after a loss. Okay. Every other time I've been on, we've That's won. I was point. thinking on Saturday, I'm on on Monday, we're going to win. The thing that I'm more concerned but, about is that I, I do understand. My uh, Twitter sources tell me that you uh, had to be minded... Uh, bodyguarded by Gorgeous George and uh, Naughty Nick, or Mr. N N N Eleven, or something. NH11 I, I was. We had a grand yeah. time on Saturday. Top we, we did pie and mash. Yeah. Then we went to Working Man's Club right by Upton Park, which had big signs in the window saying "No away supporters will be admitted." Ever. So we went in there. Good boys. <laughs> there were half a dozen of us. We stood out. We were the only ones without that grey prison pallor on our skins. We were the only ones <laughs> without web feet. The only ones dressed with any sense of normality. Not one bit of Stone Island among us. It was extraordinary, but we didn't get flung out. I was quite impressed. No, no, no sovereign rings? <laughs> no, I've not... I haven't seen sovereign ring, rings like that since the early 80s when I used to live in Bow. It was amazing. There was sovereign ring after sovereign ring. Quite, quite extraordinary. But more important of all, Clive, uh, please tell me that there were no red trousers. That's actually the one blessing of that place. There weren't yeah. any red trousers around. Claret, maybe. But Not any, even, no, no. Were there any 13-hole <coughs> cherry reds and... and, and uh... No, these were people who'd obviously had those in the past. It was Tired real kind of Levi's. either ICF wannabe or former ICF territory. It was lovely to see you as always, Clive. Lovely to and, see I'm, you. and well done, George and Nick, for uh, looking after They're Clive. Good lads. Without we really whom we had a great hoop. Without whom we may well have been down to three tonight. <laughs> there you go. And now, last but Jonathan by Jonathan Perez is in the house. Is he really? Shalom. Lovely. Right now, last but by no means least, we've got, of course, my great friend, who, of course, was for, the artist formerly known as Blues uh, Blues Chronicle, Bruce, Bruce Chronicle. Chronicle to us, uh, the fantastic. And uh, I thought on Saturday because, of course, I was at home. Uh, I, I well, for various reasons, I couldn't go, and uh, I was following your Twitter feed with increasing hilarity. Uh, Dan, so thank you for keeping me far more entertained than the football on Saturday. <laughs> but great to see Dan Levine again. Thank you for having me. Always, always a pleasure. We've also got, we have a special member of the team who is, uh, well, what used to be called in the old days, Mark, the benches. The benches. Why, why is it not called that anymore? Because we don't because have benches. It's sofas. It's the sofas. Okay. But, but also, we, no, we have the Dr. Evil chair. We have the Dr. Evil chair. We, somebody needs to take a Twitter of Andy in the Dr. Evil chair and dun, tweet it out. Dun, dun, dun. But great, not only great to see Andy, but great to see Andy on his feet he's been done with back neck for the last god knows great. how long it is great to see him the right way up and he's Thank you very much. and he's grown a proper beard, proper beard. there we go so we, we've got we've got and, and mrs chidge is in the house somewhere pottering around she'll probably throw something at me later anyway um we've now that's that's or probably the longest uh, ever introduction to a show ever <laughs> it was ever, a good ever. one in, and good. you can see my plan here is to completely avoid talking about football at all for the next one hour, 45 minutes. Oh, ye of little faith. You know, but there you go. I shall try it. Anyway, I should tell you what's on the show tonight. It is going to be an absolute stonker. 
uh, because I, I actually put some thought into it yesterday. Oh my goodness! I know it's frightening, isn't it? Anyway, on the, sh- the team did well. Exactly. I felt like, you know I felt I had to fill the gap that they had left for me. Anyway, on the show tonight, we'll be asking: Were Chelsea just unlucky, or was it another performance underlining our current malaise this season? Uh, in part two, we'll be discussing whether the Mourinho meltdown is real or just more press hyperbole. Uh, do we care about the reputational damage to brand Chelsea? Excuse me. I just, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, please don't use that language. Can you clear that up? That's <laughs> disgusting. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that just no, ma- some decency, some standards. I know, have to but that, that, those two words together just make me blow chunks. I'm really sorry. Um, anyway, uh, so where were we? Yes, uh, where will this all end for Jose and the Chelsea and, and the Chelsea this season? Indeed. Uh, in part three, I'll be putting forward a vigorous argument in defence of the special one and explaining why we should stick with him and to wrap up in part four we will have the usual roundup of Chelsea supporters news and if time allows after the protests that I had from Darren and Pablo who were on the show for the first time in actually eons last week and immediately Darren said at the oh, end Darren's of the show bowels, by the way. That not bad okay, he behaved himself okay. there were no quick visits to the loo there were no, no, no there eruptions were no, there were no farts during the show oh, good no as stinks. far as we know because those really aren't nice whether you're no. present or whether you're no. listening exactly I think, I think marriage <laughs> marriage has maybe calmed his bowels down some, somewhat that's what my theory would be but anyway Darren was, <laughs> didn't, didn't work for me <laughs> no nor me as my wife was telling me not, not three hours ago it in the car for my missus, I'm sure. <laughs> no. anyway Darren complained in the strongest of terms Terms, that there was no celery moment or Guinness moment to vote on. And he, he, he said, well, if I had known that, I wouldn't have come on again, you know. He was most Ugh. upset. And I said, well, I'll think about it. This is why you shouldn't play the youth, you know. I know. They're always moaning about something. Um, anyway, <laughs> player power may have taken over because if we have some time, I might just wing one or two. There has been no preparation. There are no votes on the website, which is why I stopped doing it in the first bloody place. Uh, we might just wing a few salary moment, Guinness moment, man of the match is easy. There is only one. Uh, and uh, chance of the match, difficult because... Uh, oh, no, there was, there was a good one. There was, there was a good one. I should say a hearty, fulsome welcome to the wonderful, wonderful denizens who frequent Mixler with us on a Monday night. <laughs> to name but a few, we are The Shed. I saw Alan May score, Bob Usre, Matt, Matt Jazz. Matt Jazz is in Yay. the house. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Matt Jazz was at, at, the, at West Ham on Saturday, I believe. Really? Yeah. I didn't tell me he was at I know. I, I, really annoying. I'd love to see him. Matt Bergson, Park Young, Debs. Jeff Knight, Jack Pelroy, Ryan Steppel, Weston Blue, Daniel Francisco, or Dan Francisco, as I like to call Let's him. Go Indeed. To uh, Dan so many of you, if I haven't mentioned you, I'm really sorry, but there's so many of you, it's impossible to name you all. Uh, but as you can see, you're doing a great job in helping me avoid talking about football. There's, there's more talk I can do to avoid talking about the football. We there were, there were plenty of positives on Saturday. No, we're not going to know. Uh, no, no, no. There just, were. There I'm were not, I don't want to talk about the football yet, Clive. Oh. Uh, because uh, I ought to remind people, those of them that are not in the Mixler chat room right now, that actually, uh, if you listen to the podcast every week, and, but you want to listen to it live, and you get kind of like special X-rated bits uh, during the break, <laughs> where, you know, we leave the mics open. So you get more, more than the... It's more value, more, for your, more bang for your buck than the actual downloadable podcast. But you can come and join in and listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm and you go to Mixlr, M-I-X-L-R, 
facebook.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast and you can join in the chat and you can post on the live chat page as so many of the peeps in there do and the genius thing about all the people who join us in Mixler is they completely ignore me and everybody here and they chat amongst themselves isn't that right Andy? Absolutely Absolutely. for me that is the genius of it I love it uh, also of course you can tweet at Chelsea fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the game and anything else on Chelsea and I will royally ignore that as, as I'm too busy doing the show but you can try and get my attention one day it'll work now, um, talking of things on Twitter, there are those of you who are yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who will know by now that uh, Chelsea Fancast has made the finals of the Football Blogging Award. I can't take all... Actually, I will take all the credit, OK? Well done, Chelsea. All right, thank you. Anyway, we are in the finals. Now, this is a trophy that we won in 2012. Uh, the parallel being that Chelsea had a completely shit season. Uh, they had a Portuguese manager who had a meltdown. And we ended up winning the Champions League. Great. So my feeling uh, is, if you lot out there get your fingers out of your rear ends and carry on voting until this Friday when it ends, we might win the Champions League as well. How are we standing at the moment? I've got no idea because it's not that kind of a poll. Oh. It's not that kind of a poll. It's not no. an Arsenal poll. Is it a secret no. ballot? It's a secret ballot. Oh, right. oh Secret my. Santa for podcasters. Is there a way we can vote more than once? Because I've tried and I haven't found no, it. No, they're quite clever. I think oh. they might have They might have rumbled it. But basically, the result will be revealed at the awards due up in Manchester on 19th of November. And I will be going and representing. Uh, it's a big flashy do, actually. The, 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 it would the, be if it's well, Manchester. Yeah, the great and the good of the... Yeah, the great and the good of... It's in the football hotel. <laughs> oh, that is class. No expense. Oh. Mate, you may laugh, but the year, the year we won it... The year we won it... Do you know where no. they had it? No. They had it in a Masonic Hall in Stockport. Tasty. All right, so they have gone up in the world. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's when it will be revealed, so I will have no idea. But the thing is, get out there, people. Get your mum, your dad, your cat your budgerigar get them all to vote and get chidge to manchester you, you, yeah. you've got to ask yourself this how many email addresses have you got mm. you can vote for once for each of them that's a very good point i shall now go and do that after the show i'm gonna go i'm just setting up a hotmail one now anyway, the, the thing is this is that there are um so basically we are all the robert mugabe of the football podcasting world no 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 that's awesome what are you saying well, <laughs> everybody hates us dan if that's what you mean <laughs> <laughs> We haven't we taken win a democratic hands, election. <laughs> anyway, um, look, all you have to do to go and vote, as, as I said, if you if you look down the Chelsea Fancast's Twitter feed, there are lots and lots of plugs. Uh, basically, you can vote on Twitter very, very easily by pressing the link, which will then end up saying, um, I am voting for the Chelsea, at the at Chelsea Fancast in the, in at the FBAS uh, for best football hashtag podcast but it's on twitter and i mean if you want to go and vote on the web that's easy too it's uh, footballbloggingawards.co.uk and figure it out but it's the best football podcast category please vote for us i mean but by, by virtue of the fact that a we're the only chelsea podcast in the finals there are no other <coughs> chelsea people to vote for uh and as i said we won it before it'd be lovely to win it again and the other thing is while you're there um vote for the wonderful chelsea hq who yep. is on twitter uh, and he's been again. I mean, he he and us are the only Chelsea representatives in. There are about ten categories, Dan. I mean, it's mad. Uh, but you, you don't have to vote in the other categories. No, just vote for That's, Chelsea don't HQ. Don't vote in the other categories. No, I can't be. Don't know. No. Don't know. Chelsea HQ for social uh, football account and uh, us for best football podcast. And uh, I'll obviously, you know, I will buy you all a beer personally. That's I very, mean, you know, that's very. Nice. Can't say fair than that. Also, don't vote for that Arsenal fan TV, or else you'll have Claude and Ty on the table next to Chidge. 
that would be interesting. Be. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. Well, you know what? If they try and interview me, you know where the microphone's going to go. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, mate, I've seen the lad. There's plenty of room. He's a big boy, but it's the ones he brings. It's little Ty. Sideways, in fact. Uh, Ty. Spike Lee. Yeah, and depressed. What a knob jockey that bloke is. I mean, how he hasn't... Actually, he has been been slapped, hasn't he? Somebody did slap him, didn't they? I think they did. I saw a vine of it. It's one of the funny... That, for me, is the celery moment of the year so far. Anyway, (laughs) we should... Okay, I've done it. Look, I've managed 15 minutes. 15 minutes without talking about the football. football once. You know, we've only got another 10 minutes. Do you reckon we could string this out for another... What do you reckon, people? No, I think we should talk about the football. Another hour and a half. All right. We'd have cracked it. Okay, um, okay, before actually, I can string it out a bit more. Oh. I've just realised my opening lines are congratulations, uh, John Terry, on 450 Premier League appearances. Hooray! Well deserved. Here's the next 450. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he'll be on crutches, but I don't care. Um, I should also say happy belated birthday to Roman Abramovich for, on Saturday. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, to Uncle Roman. Happy birthday to you. Hope he's going to give us a nice Christmas, a birthday present. Um, Maybe a new stadium. Or but not does, a new manager, but let's get no, on to that He later. does listen no. to this, though, doesn't he? He does. No, he has been. And yeah. Jose's been listening to it, because yeah. uh, if you, you won't remember this because you weren't here, but uh, Dave Abigail wrote an email last week saying what Jose should do in his press conferences is just repeat exactly what Wenger has said and not been charged with. Mm. Next match... Weak and naive. Weak and naive. So there you go. Yep. That proof positive that Jose listens to this show, uh, which is why I'm going to be wonderfully effusive and loving about him later. Anyway, uh, also, and finally, uh, in terms of our notices, we should say, rest in peace, Matthew Harding, who, of Absolutely. course, it was the anniversary of his death yeah. last week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was I think, you know, Matthew Harding's blue Harding, Matthew Harding's blue Harding, Matthew Harding's blue Harding. That's the best way to remember the wonderful Matthew, who, like me, had a passion for the Imperial Pub and Guinness. And he was in reinsurance, which is always a good and thing. And there we to go. Everybody's got something in common with Matthew around this table. Okay, I've done, I've done it. 16 and a half minutes. I'm afraid that's it. We're going to have to talk about the football. What I'm going to talk about in this part, really, is a little bit about the football match itself. Uh, and in part two, as you know, we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about the meltdown surrounding Chelsea. And in part three, we're going to have a, hopefully, um, a, a, a jolly good. Uh, oh, yes, my birthday on Thursday, Chidge. Do I get happy birthday too? Happy birthday, Terry Fisk. Terry, happy Terry, birthday. Happy birthday, Terry. See you at the Liverpool game, hopefully. All right, so first up, for poor defending for the first goal. Um, I mean, you know, where do you start with that? I mean, it was, do you know what? I, when I was watching it, I, I, I actually... And actually, you know, generally, and I, I, no doubt I'll talk about this in a minute, I thought, I thought we weren't playing that badly. But that bloody goal goes in with some terrib- terrible defending. And I just thought, oh, no, that's it. The confidence disappearing, it will go pear shot. And that was well before... Well, by that time, I think the goal line thing or the off... I, you that, know, that I came afterwards. The, I'm the, goal, the, the goal line then the offside yeah. came afterwards. But, you know, let's concentrate on the defending. It was piss poor because Ramirez, <laughs> bad header, uh, Costa, crappy clearance, Hazard, watching, ball watching and not defending properly. Who would like to take up the cudgel there? I'll start with you, Mark, actually. I don't think I can, actually. Okay, you didn't see the match, did you? Well, no, no, I did. I did, actually. I, I, I'm only pulling I'd, I'd had a b- very busy morning. I got up very early and I was doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, and uh, I got home and I got the match on and I found the Hooky website so I could watch, oh, it, right. watch it on yeah. in time. I sat down in the armchair 
Poured myself a glass of beer and promptly fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up at ten past four. Oh yeah, mate, you, your body clock really knew knew the yeah. score. But apparently, I did it myself really a favour anyway. So. Okay, well, Clive, you were there. Yeah, I was, Dan was there. I was, there. You were there. I was watching the game. What was I, that the feeling you got about it, though? You were watching the game just like Hazard. I was wa- <laughs> I was watching the game. We had one momentary lapse of concentration in the first half. Other than that, it all went a bit we were, Floyd. We were dominating the game before that. We were dominating game after that. Yeah. Um, it was way up to, <laughs> up to half time. We were actually looking good. Even a goal down, it looked very positive. It did. I, I mean, you know, I, I know I'm saying all kind of negative Mary after the goal. But I, know, I mean, uh, even in the second half, I thought we were the better team. We got the goal. We had oh, our tails up. I, I, I was totally agree. Totally, 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 totally it was only when they scored their second goal that Which was very head, late on. heads really went down. That was when it was probably over but although we was West Ham were wasting time right up to the yeah. end their fans are whistling and whistling they knew they were under the cosh even with just 10 men we were a better side than them we were they had the benefit of a lucky bounce by what uh, two centimetres and that's cock and I that, think, that's that's actually, to be Absolutely. fair to Gary Cahill in the past the only uh, the only Chelsea player to speak of he, he actually nearly did say a Nats cock he said a Nats and then stopped <laughs> no. himself, you know, which Nats I thought was... And Nats. Yeah, and Nats. And Nats, Nats that's enough. It's all, we all know, I mean, you know, Nats, that'll do. having worked in the TV industry for 25 years, I can tell you that actually that is official technical language, a Nats cock. A Nats. It is. Well, yeah. just a Nats, everyone knows, doesn't yeah, they? I mean, exactly. a Nats is enough. Um, Dan, um, you're a very level-headed and, and you, are, you are a much less myopic person than me. I'm the most myopic person you, you are. Know. Yes, you are. I mean, well, I, I, we're, I, we're all into the optical crutch. It's I know. all four of us. But yes. I, I, you know, I... This is like the four Ronnies tonight. I've known Dan for a long time and he's known me for a long time and you know, I am prone to go off on one and be a little bit myopic. Oh, but really? Dan, Dan is not what I would call myopic. So I'm going to ask Dan these questions. Um, did we have... You know, I mean, the, the, Cahill again complained about the rub of the green. I mean, you know, did we have bad luck with those decisions? I mean, I Matic getting sent off was that stupid or unlucky? Um, the goal line technology, the Fabregas goal offside. Let's let's have a look at that. Um, funnily enough, I wrote a piece about this this morning. Oh, see, well, I haven't had a chance to read it because oh, I've been out all day. Oh, I see. This is the exclusive I was waiting yes, for. Yes, if you like. <laughs> um, and and sort of the the, the tenure, the, the the basic way the the piece panned out was saying that uh, you know sometimes. If you're at the top of the league, you make your own luck. Um, and people talk this, and people think it's a bit of a truism. And you know, is that really? Does that really happen? But it's, it, you see it time and time again. You saw it during Liverpool's dominance in the old football league. You saw it during Man United's in the Premier League. Teams at the very, very top, they seem to get decisions going their way, and it's because they, they walk around with swagger, they have confidence, and also because I think referees see a team, they they sort of expect a certain form of conduct from them. So decisions don't go against them. We've lost that. We've completely mm. lost that. I don't know where it's gone so quickly because we had it. Maybe we should sign Swagger in the January transfer window. Um, and uh, <laughs> and that's the problem we've got. Matic, stupid or unlucky? I think he was stupid. Mm, got to be honest there. I think so too. Um, Go like technology. Well, what can you do? You know, there's a microchip in the ball. You know, um, and so if it if it's not over the line, it doesn't beep. So therefore, technically, it wasn't over the line. And I mean, I, I don't know. I can't remember where we all stand on this, but I have I have been vociferous in my my support of goal line technology because it cuts out it cuts out the human error. Two three years you ago, know. that's a goal. Yeah, but tough. That's shit. a goal you know, because the referee it. the referee yeah. thought it was in because as soon as it crossed that line, everyone in the stadium thought he it was, was in. Yeah. He was looking at his watch, which is where he gets the information from. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, now, so I, 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 I mean, it was really king annoying. But you know, if you if you want gold on technology because you want it to be fairer, you've got to accept that even if it's you know ninety percent over. Then I'm sorry, that's you not a goal. You can go for you can go against. I know, so yeah. I have no problem with that. And hole I, of the ball over the hole I, of the lane. Yeah, I, I got reminds no, me of no a Waterboy song. <laughs> you saw we the saw the, the hole of the ball. I got no problem with that, but I do have a very severe problem with the sending off. Okay, I think the sending off was outrageous. Really? Why? Yeah. In the first minutes of the game, there was a foul by a West Ham player. Don't ask me who, because I don't bother to bother with what their names are. Um, an out, really nasty foul. A free kick was given. No booking. The referee just pointed at his watch, seem, seeming to say, oh, it's too early in the game, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Matic, yeah, it was a silly foul and probably would have been a booking on a normal day. But as it happened, the referee wasn't going to book him. And then <coughs> he was surrounded by West Ham players. Oh, yeah. And yeah. at that point... Which, of course, only we do, apparently. Oh, apparently only yeah, we do. Yeah. At that point... He then yeah. went to his assistant, only after he'd been surrounded. It was a... Yeah, you could have seen that given. But if you're being consistent within the game, consistent with the earlier foul... But there you is the, the only it. consistent thing is their inconsistency, Clive. I know. The, well, the, the consistent thing was the consistency towards us. If you look at the number of bookings in the game, when West Ham were committing more fouls, though every foul we committed was a yellow card... They didn't get booked for that. I think there was one booking for one foul. Mm. But yet their fouls were every bit as egregious as ours. The no, surrounding I, love that, of the I ref- love that word. Can Good. you say that again? Agre- egregious. I love that word. The surrounding of the referee certainly de- deserves some yellow cards. But we got two yellow cards for heaven knows what. We'll never know. So, yes, there was a... I, I think that sending off was outrageous. It was wrong. And it certainly changed the oh, game. Oh, hell yeah. Because at that point, we were on top. We yeah, were totally we were. on top. We were. I mean, I would agree with all of that, Clive. Absolutely, 150%. But what I would say, and I, I think this is really what Dan's alluding to, I think that Matic was stupid because every ex-pro, uh, pro, uh, pro, pro, pro if you're in Japan, pro if you're in England, uh, every ex-pro will tell you that don't give the referee a decision yeah. to make, number oh, one. Number absolutely, one. I agree. <laughs> Num- number two, um, when he fouled Sacco, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, there was cover. He he didn't need to make what was a cynical and professional foul. And the other, I mean, you know, for the, for the second one, you know, it was very, I, I heard a very, it was clumsy. I heard a very interesting rumble between some ex pros doing the punditry. And one said, Oh, come on, you know, come on. That's a bit harsh. And the other was saying, Oh, come on. You know what he was trying to do there. And of course we all knew what he was trying to do. He was trying to get in the way of the guy. So he couldn't go past him and then pretend that he slipped up and got, you know, and it was accidental. Of course he wasn't. It was another <laughs> professional foul. And again, I think, alluding to what Dan was saying, stupid again, because Aspie was covering. So, in other words, he didn't, you know, he didn't need to make either of those fouls. Was that the same Sacco that, that injured Cudicini after Czech had had his skull fractured? No. No. Different Sacco. No, no. That's a long time ago, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably before he was born. So, <laughs> you know, so that's... Right before Dan was born again. as well. That's, that's, you know, that's all I've got to say about that, as far as Gump would say, unless anybody wants to uh, pick one, me up. Yeah, I'll it. chuck one more in. Matic, who is one of my favourite players, or was certainly last season, keeps on doing these things. He did it... At, 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 he's done it at club level. He's done it at international level. I don't know what's going on in his head at the moment. He keeps on doing really, really outrageously stupid things. And he needs to stop... He's struggling for form, isn't he? Yeah. He's yeah. struggling for form and for confidence. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that nothing, none of that takes away from the fact that the referee was an absolute arse. Yeah, Clive, um, I mean, I'm, I, I agree. I, 
everybody in the stands. So, as far as I'm was, concerned, John Moss was much better when he was getting buggered by jo- Boy George. You know? Absolutely, that's the best thing for him. He should have stuck with that. He should be back to doing it again. It wasn't a bad drummer either. Oh, we got Clappenberg on Saturday. You know that, don't you? Mm. Oh, God yeah. Almighty. And against Liverpool. Yeah. So yeah. that's. The devil farts in our face. We're going to have again. a sweepstake on which two Chelsea players are going to be sent off on Saturday, well, if not three. Let's start with Mikel, I say. Well, <laughs> do you know what? Dan, the legend. I mean, what? Just really well. Love Mikel. Dan has brought uh, Mikel into it, and I want to talk about Mikel in a minute. But uh, before we do that, uh, the offside, I mean. It was interesting to me that a lot of the pundits were saying, actually, you know, it was 50-50, but in that case, the decision really should have gone for the attacking, gone with the attacking side. So I think we, that was, we, were, we were very unlucky not to get that goal. What do you think, Dan? I'd agree, but I'd also think, and I'm going back to what I was saying before, that I think a top-level player like Fabregas, who's got bags and bags of experience, you know, why, why, does he, why does he do that? You know, I'm why, amazed why, he managed to run that far ahead of everybody, Why frankly. doesn't he not go a fraction of a second later? He knows what he's doing. Um, and you know he's he's slightly culpable there, mm. but it, but it okay. is just a consistent pattern of decisions going against us. Mm. It's Chelsea, it, so it must be offside. Yeah, it's Chelsea, so it must be a foul. It's Chelsea, so we suppose we better send him off. Absolutely, I, I, I think. And it, at best, it's weak and naive, but I think it's something worse than that. I think that there is. It's bloody shit, Housery Clyde. Yeah, there it is. That's the word I was looking <laughs> for. It's a campaign. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, and, it, and it, the campaign started it? with Clattenburg yeah. and his abuse of Mikel. Yeah, I don't know what he said to him, but he certainly abused him, yeah. and it's continued from that time. But I mean, you know, I, 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 I still, to my absolute core, don't don't believe for one minute that that referees are biased. But I do absolutely think that they are infected, and I think that is a very good <laughs> word to describe it. They are infected by the media nonsense that goes around all of the time because they are human and I'm afraid as a student of psycho- psychology and psychotherapy I'm telling you it is impossible not to be in, in, uh, affected and infected Can I quote that. Didier Drogba at this point? It's a, <laughs> yes Martin It's a fucking disgrace you didn't, you, That doesn't sound like Didier Drogba No but it's what he said Okay alright Not in that way but when? what yes. he said Over the weekend? No, no. Oh. I remember with Overbro Yeah Overbro oh, no. Um, let's move on. I mean, I'm tempted to have a little bit of a break here, but I'm not. I'm going to carry on because that's, kind of, that's how I roll. Um, because by the way, the people on Mixler, they're not even listening to us. No, no. They're, 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 they're not going to Clive, you've been there with them. I know. You no, are, there's you one, one that said referees are I always wind people up, though. It's Diane! <laughs> Do you buy Diane? I, I wonder if Diane was what? Did we, did we, had to we survive? Well, she was because she says referees are wankers. So it's obviously she was watching. Did we survive in the cricket today? No, oh, no, 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 no. We, 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 the last week it went down six overs left. Oh, no. Because I got yeah. this kind of notification from Sky saying that we had one wicket left and ten overs to survive. Can we survive? Which was horribly... <laughs> you know. Anyway, enough of that. Enough cricket. Um, right, listen. What I was going to say was that Dan brought up Fabregas. Um, I, I, I still thought that Fabregas... Sideways. ...was absolutely pony again, uh, to the extent where I was delighted that Mourinho took him off at half-time. But I thought what was really, really interesting, in fact, was that... Uh, you know, Fabregas being awful, even though he was playing in the number ten, which is where I said that he should be stuck. Um, I th- and here's a f- I, st- I read the four. I did a bit of homework yesterday, as I said. I did trail this earlier on, but the, the wonderful four four two website, who of course do all the stats. <laughs> Not that I'm a fan of stats, but sometimes when they're relevant, they are very good. And, and, and when and they support one's proposition, Fabregas failed to create enough with the possession he had, and only had ten of his fifteen passes in the attacking third that found their target. 
Um, but my mm. point about this is that we looked a lot better when Fabregas went off yeah. and Mikel went on. I would. Fa- Mikel played brilliantly. I, I thought Mikel go- was our man yeah. of the match. Mikel, yeah. no, Mikel not quite. Mikel, oh. oh. William. William. William was yeah, very, yeah, very good. William, yeah. William yeah. was absolutely Mikel yeah. and uh, Ramirez together look far more solid, in fact, as they did against Walsall. And I know we were all saying well, they're only a pub team. But I think the interesting thing is is that actually that period in the second half, when we scored, we were the best side for a good 20 minutes there. And I think that had a lot to do with Mikel. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking, well, I mean, you know, clearly Matic is, is going to be suspended, uh, annoyingly, just for the Capital One Cup. Match, yeah. I think. Well, it yes. wasn't. A, it wasn't a straight red, was it? No, it was no, a second yellow. It's one, it's match, one, one match, match. One match. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I don't think he fancied a trip actually, to Staffordshire. No. <laughs> just it's his second sending off, isn't it? Does that make it? No. no, no, I don't think so. But the bottom line is this: is that as as Clive was saying, and Martin, I think a, a minute ago, you know, poor old Matic has just absolutely lost it for for reasons we we do not know, but he has. Uh, he's just in hopeless form at the moment, bless his heart. If only we had someone who could play there. Maybe a young Englishman. What, you mean like Mikel? What, like Ruben Loftus-Cheek? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. that said, you know, frankly, at this time and at this moment, I think Mikel is a better option. I agree. Because yeah. if you want yeah. somebody he, to he be... Looks so, he looks solid when Mikel yeah. was, was playing. It looked solid. And he was actually putting some really nice passes forward. Yeah. And which also, I've never seen him do before. And, I don't know what came over him. He put something else on the pitch, which is a bit of maturity, a bit of experience, mm. a bit of leadership, which it needs in the midfield as well. Can I do my Mikel speech now? Because I do this every time I'm on here, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a dream. I never understand why there are so many Chelsea supporters who seem to dislike I've Mikel. No idea. Be haters. I have no idea. But the same people, that's the word I was looking for, the same people. Thank uh, you, Jack and the Chick. Yep. Absolutely. Mikel yeah. must be praised. But the same people who want to slag off Djokovic. Uh, oh, come on. He was pony, No, mate. he wasn't he was pony. pony. He just played in a position that Me nobody and understood. Me not. slag him off. Remember? No, I never did. No, Martin, Martin's quite what's saying to these things. <laughs> now you're on your own here, Chich. Yeah. Oh, Chich, that's... Bloody Did you hell. see that gesture? I'm gonna oh, that, that would be a straight away from my lawyer. Bloody hell, the FA would be on. <laughs> that, was Tomar- right. that was to Martin, by the way. That's no, a red right. card. That's a red <laughs> card. Bloody hell. Stands, old boy. They're young boys in the benches. I'm delighted to announce we have another guest on the show. I give you Arsene Wenger. Anyway. What a sweetie, my Andy. He's got a cheeky smile. You've got to admit, Andy. Uh, uh, that, that, was the, that was the joke I saw this week, which was a car driving along, window winds down. Hello, little boy. You want a sweet? No, go away. I'll come and I'll give you an ice cream if you get in the car. Back her off, Dad. I'm not going to Arsenal. Again. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough, enough. Um, I think we really, we really do need to talk about Hazard. Only if, if only because I've got another great stat from four four two here, but. You know, I mean, I, I, I alluded to the fact that he, he stood there and admired Zanatti, was it? Zanatti? Mm, yep. Which was a great goal, but I mean, he really shouldn't have been ball watching there. Uh, but apparently, well, I mean, basically, he was anonymous, I think. Um, he created one chance from the 50 passes he attempted and did not have a single shot on goal. Oh, dear. That's got to be worth 175 grand of anyone's money every he week. He really isn't doesn't it? look interested, Dan, does he? No, he doesn't. I mean, I, 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 we way over time, but I don't care. Um, I do. Because well, we've got Dan here, and Dan has a bit more inside knowledge than we do. Um, he's going to end in tears, isn't he? He's going to be off, mate. Um, it seems, I've got to say, it seems unlikely to me. Although uh, Unlikely well, that he'll be off? No, unlikely to me that him and Jose Mourinho will be in the same club 
at the, well, at the, end, at the end of their respective um, uh, contracts, which isn't saying much because they've both got like four or five years left. But, you know, I'm told there's no falling out between the two, that, that actually they get on okay. Hazard's, I think, a very difficult man to motivate. Um, he's, he's very... Laid back. Very laid back. Mm. You know, he's all about, he's all about him. Um, and, uh, you know, Mourinho's got a bit of a job there. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't... <coughs> how many people can see him still being at Chelsea next well, season? Well, do you know what, Dan? To be honest with you, when he arrived at us... It was absolutely clear that he only chose us because we'd won the European absolutely, Cup. Yeah. And, I mean, that's great. But uh, I have always felt about Hazard, always, from the minute he got here, that if he is as good as we think he might be, then he will go to Barcelona or Real Madrid at some stage. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we are now living in 2015, not, not 1985 or 1995. You know, we will get usurped by Real Madrid or Barcelona because frankly whether we like it or not they are bigger clubs I suspect in 1985 he might have gone elsewhere as well Swindon you know probably at Bolton maybe you know. may, may, maybe Liverpool or Man United even yeah but the bottom line is I've, I have always expected that he will go because he, he you know he is like a lot of these modern very talented footballers he's just a mercenary he you know I, I, I kind of wrote or spoke about it on here a few weeks ago I can't remember when but you know we are now going through a completely different period as a football club. You know, we've lost Drogba, Lampard, Czech, Cole, to name but four. These are players. Carlton. That's right. Is he gone? The, the, He's the, in Celtic now. Celtic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really pleased for him. Cr- criminal Carlton Cole, former Chelsea player. As you should always name Chelsea him. Youth. But um, no, the po- one year. My my point is Martin. Yeah. My point is Martin is that we. Excuse me, excuse me. Yellow card for Clive. Uh, the the point here is that we were incredibly lucky to have those kind of great players who became legends, who gave the best part of their career to this club. I it, I just I think that football has changed so much, even within those ten years, that it's unlikely that we'll see that again. Uh, so we'll, has. for example, yeah, football. I'm talking about football. Football generally. has. So, I don't think players have. Well. I don't know. I think that they might have done. I mean, I'm just casting my mind back ten years. Is, is, isn't what Jose's doing to Hazard now exactly what he did to Joe Cole? And Joe came out. Joe Cole came out a better player. For but him. I think yeah. But Joe Cole stood on the terraces in the shed end and yeah. wanted to play for Chelsea. And he wasn't Belgian. Yeah, and he wasn't. And he, and he also wasn't the superstar that Hazard <laughs> was. Awful. He wasn't the superstar that Hazard was when he came here. No. Joe Cole would have happily played his entire career at Chelsea the reason he went was because basically he was crocked as we now you know this has now been proved these guys like Hazard it's like Ronaldo Ronaldo I mean you know if you look at it even a few years ago Ronaldo gave incredible service to Man United even though they would have known in their heart and hearts that this guy would go to Real Madrid one day but they still got a good chunk of his not not maybe the best part of his career but a good chunk of it I think those days have gone (laughs) I think if we keep Hazard for more than three or four years, we'll be lucky. But also, you need to remember that players like this who earn 175, 200 grand a week in the UK, they then go to a Spanish club and say, well, I want the same or more. And of course, they don't pay any bloody tax over there. So, you know, what's to stop them? All right, we really need to wrap this up. Um, on one very quickly, I'll say, William, brilliant again. I mean, uh, what an absolute delight. William, uh, I can't remember the rest of his name, Borge gets in there somewhere. But anyway, what a brilliant, brilliant season William is having. He's the yep. only shining light in the entire season Borges. for me, Borges, 
Okay. That's very good. That's very good. But he, he is, is though. He Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yes, like that. But he is, though. He's the only shining light of the season so far. And the energy and, and the attitude that he comes with. It's the work in. rate. That's, yeah. Actually, no, from when he first arrived, his work rate was he always right up there. He's now getting so finesse with the work rate. His free kicks, every aspect of his game mm. is great. A lot of people couldn't see why Mourinho chose him over Schürrle. It's, it's yeah. fairly oh. clear now, isn't it? And you tell you what, you know, there are a lot of people criticizing. Clearly, a Mourinho sort of player, isn't he? <clears throat> but there are a lot of people criticizing him, Dan, for having a, a you know a lack of flair and a lack of skill for a Brazilian player. It's absolutely bollocks. No. He's got all the all the touches. Free kicks aren't bad, are they? No, he, 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 was, he was criticized last Beats season. Players for, as well. The only criticism of him last <clears throat> season was that he wasn't scoring enough goals. Well, now he is. Yeah. No. I, I, well, fair play to William. Right. We need right. to go to a quick break. Uh, and then we'll be back. See you in a second. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And we did waffle on a fair bit in part one, but that's because I waffled on too much trying to avoid talking about football and then got excited about talking about football. It was ever thus smart, wasn't it? it football is, is religion, really. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to start this part off uh, before we get into the whole Mourinho meltdown thing. Um, this will appeal to anybody who was not at the match, Dan and Clive, uh, and not for people who did watch it on a stream but then fell asleep. But I know that there are a lot of people that are in Mixers tonight who will know what I'm about to talk about. Who is the Bolin Screamer? I heard that. Yes. Remember I... we used to talk about the Highbury Screamer? Yeah, and she, yeah. she was ultimately identified. Was she really? Yeah. She was behind the goal, wasn't she? Yeah. She, yeah, she'd go she, off. She Some, somewhere Emirates, somewhere so. near a bloody... Pitch microphone. Yeah. We had this the whole game. It was the it was unbelievable. Yeah. And do you know do you know what what you she was clearly I think she might be Brazilian because there was a little bit of chat in there, kind of Portuguese. Could you, could you Portu- tell from that? Yeah, yeah. No, because she talked a bit too. She's either Spanish, but I think it was more Portuguese. But what you would get is like Aye! one. Aye! You don't think it, it might it might have been Romany or something. <laughs> One thing we did see at West Ham that I've not seen before was a guy with a long mic on a, a mic on a long pole. A boom, boom. That's the word. Shake, shake, shake the room. The are there West many poles? Are there many poles the... in the East End? I thought they were in Acton. Oh no, there are lots in okay. East End. But the, walking up the divide between the two sets of fans, but on the West Ham side. And then after a while, because so much crap was being I thrown. Nearly, I nearly the killed ropes. myself impersonating that bloody Bolin scream. Did you notice that? I know that was good. I like that. Try it again. No. Um, the bottom line is, she was very irritating, and she screamed all the time, and it was very interesting. Anyway, my theory she is maybe she was time. enjoying it. I think. Yeah. I think it's late. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I no. I can exclusively exclusively reveal. I think it's Lady Brady. It probably you is. reckon. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, she works with the pornographers. She probably picks up some special. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you could have, you could have, like, if you'd have had been, been recorded French, apparently. It's just oh. I speak French. She was definitely speaking yeah. French. Yeah. Well, 
Well, she was a right pain she in the kept, arse. kept yelling, Ali, Ali. Let's kick. She wanted to get up a dark alley. Now, look, I, 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 look, I am... She's a scouser. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's a fair point. She sounded... Now, listen, I, I, am, I am not sexist in any way, shape or form. Um, and, and uh, you know, football is open to everybody, I'm concerned. But on this point, uh, you know, oi, football, let's kick the bowling screamer out of football because it is just so annoying. I mean, it's I, funny, had people, I had people on the Twitter time. I was, I was quite heavily on Twitter watching the match. And the Yanks particularly were moaning about it all game. I mean, they, they, they were more cross about that than the football. I even heard it on the hooky dodgy yeah. feed that I was on. Anyway, enough of that. Um, because it will cause me to have a... It's nearly caused me to lose my voice. My eyes are streaming. This is not good. Anyway, uh, there was, where's the wine? Is that my wine? That's your Don't, wine, Lovely, yeah. thank Knock you. Knock it back. Have a slurp. Have a slurp. Have a slurp, Do you feel better? Oh, God, Welcome to the Middle Class better? Podcast. Yes, yes. Why not on a Monday night? Win or lose, we're on the Vino. Doesn't really scan, does it? <laughs> we'll think of one. Anyway, uh, right, okay, we need to talk about the meltdown. Um, because apparently, according to the media, I mean, good God, I, 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 I know that you hate me for saying this, but I, I, I actually quite like Neil Ashton for various reasons. But my God, he's the most middle class, pious wombat I've ever come across. His his fake faux piety. Is he running for Pope or something? Neil, get a goddamn... I'm going to see him at the Football Blogging Wars. I'm going to say, get a grip, son. Get a grip. This is not a morality play. It's football. Anyway, he was the worst defender on Sunday Supplement. I mean, the others actually were fairly measured, (laughs) to be fair. But anyway, um, my point is, is that... You know, they were all going on about the fact that we were an absolute rat. I mean, the, do you know the worst one? And this is even better. Annoyingly, he blocked me on Twitter a long time ago. I'm talking about Rob Draper. Um, but Rob Draper said that, that Chelsea uh, basically a rank something. Now, if you know Rob Draper, he's, he, he, he should be pronounced <laughs> Wob Draper. Uh, so he was describing Chelsea as wank. You know, and unfortunately, What's I couldn't... A, what a tough outside us to win the title. It was wank, it was wank indiscipline or something. Anyway, I, annoyingly, I couldn't, I couldn't tweet that to but him. Is that discipline wanking now? I don't know, but his article was absolute rubbish. I, I think he's trying to... It's not to, an Olympic sport yet. I, I, try, no, <laughs> I think it should be. Be careful how... Be careful how we, Gold medals around. Be careful how we Go say on. this. But, sport. Be Bleak. careful how we say this, but I think that Rob is actually trying to fill the gap left by Jeff Powell. And even Rob Shepherd can't stand that lot. <laughs> Rob Shepherd calls them the pompous, the pompous, pious pricks from Primrose Hill, which is alliteration if ever there was one. Anyway, my bottom line is on all this. Yes, I know we all lost the plot. I know we got them all sent off and I got lots of. Wobbly. Yes. <laughs> Wob Dwayper ranks higher than anybody in Wome. I, I know. Wome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask the one, ger- one proper journalist amongst us, Dan. Do I, should I be sitting in the garden for this? No, I'm, I, I, I tell you, there's loads of questions. I'm so glad we got you on tonight because there's loads of questions that I'm going to aim at you. But look, Thanks, you, you know, is this media hype or is there a real issue? Is he, is he losing the plot? Are the club in meltdown? Is there in discipline a massive issue or, or what? I mean, personally, I don't give a shit but I'd like to hear somebody who's not as myopic as me. Right, Okay. Is he losing the plot? Um, Well, you know, he's obviously been under a lot of pressure of late. There's a lot going on in the world of Mourinho. We know that. Yeah. Um, Off the field, we should have. Off the field. And also, well, also on it. You know, I mean, it's... it's, it's He started with that dress his daughter wore, didn't he? That was a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his son on Twitter as well. There's another side to it. There is the position about his father. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a Portuguese person who was over here last week who was saying that he's over there... Every week. Every week now. And it's really... With that, his that father, must, really? Yeah. It's God. a real... And when you get things like that asinine thing about the kids stalking you in the street, mm. to be absolutely frank, if someone's been doing that to you for 20 minutes and you just push them away, that's... The, 
that shows a remarkable restraint. I'd have nutted him. I'd have nutted him. I'd have nutted right off very early on. I'd have nutted him. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Apparently on the Sunday supplement, I mean, actually, Andy Dunn, who I have absolutely no time for, Steve Bates and John Richardson, uh, they they were all actually incredibly supportive of Mourinho about that. They're saying, look, you know, that's out of order, guys, apart from Neil. Neil Uh, thought it was absolutely (laughs) fair game. It was fine. Probably because Neil stalks him all the time. But, But also there's the kid's father who claims he was a Chelsea supporter, blah, 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 who then takes his kid's stuff and flogs it to the sun. I'm sorry, if you've got a 14-year-old child, you What's do wrong not, with people? You do not put them through all that publicity and things and make them into kind of hate icons. What's wrong with people? No, it's just it's mental, odd. isn't it? Anyway, Dan, um, is, it, is it all... Is it, is it just, you know, is it media hype, hype or is it a real issue? I think... Is he, is he losing the plot? Is he melting if down? You, if you look at what happened at West Ham on, Sat- on Saturday, uh, losing a game through a few arguably unlucky episodes and a red card that might not have been and you know a goal that could have been over the line and another goal that probably wasn't offside you know then those are not the things that count really are but but the things that i think are going to bother the owner and are going to bother the authorities certainly are just the way he dealt with it and you've got one assistant manager sent off the other one sent to the stands you know they don't like that. They really don't. Look, we were talking earlier. We were talking earlier about you know the the, the way that um, the, the the authorities react to various things and and the, the perception there is in a lot of blue heads that they've got one against us. Is Mourinho kicking off at referees going to suddenly make the referee think? Oh, I tell you what, next time I'll give him a penalty. But it was in, we were watching Mourinho when the red card incident happened, and he stood there absolutely still and quiet. Yep. The whole bench charged at the fourth official and you know gave him a lot of lip and one of them got sent off as a consequence. Yeah. Marino stood still throughout. We don't yet know what happened down the tunnel. We've only got a garbled version from the ref. And well, apparently he stormed... Well, he was invited into the referee yeah, room. And were had like, and but he then went off on one yeah. and you know, coated him yeah, off yeah, big but time. But why was the referee inviting him into his thing other than yeah. to yeah. aggravate and entice him? He needn't have done that. It's... You know, anyone's going to flip at some stage. You can get wound up, and that's what the guy was trying to do to him. Yeah. Um, I think Dan's touching on something that I'm really wanting to talk about as well. I mean, again, a lot of... <laughs> I like that one. Rudy can't fail. Neil Ashen has just pissed off Frank. He's no longer giving him the inside track on the Chelsea dressing. His steamy prose would make E.L. James blush. And E.L. Wisty proud. Um, <laughs> anyway... Um, you know, again, a lot of the talk in the in the media, Dan, and, and all of that, was, <clears throat> I mean, you know, their, their, their line of argument is, Jose's going to lose his job. Uh, we reckon that apparently if he, if he loses to Liverpool on Saturday, he's gone. But the problem is not with what's happening on the pitch. It's, probably, it's because that he's embarrassing the club. He's causing reputational damage to the brand. And Roman doesn't like that. I do think there's something in that. You I think really there's something in there as well? I do. Because, you know, in the past, you know, that, that was part, part of the big reasons why he went last time. You know, Roman doesn't like, and, he, and he's had this issue with a number of managers before and since. He he, he doesn't like managers who um, behave in ways that he thinks is unbecoming. He doesn't like people trapping off all over all over the place. And why not? I don't know, but that, that's the way he is. You know. Which is which... Uh, well, I mean, we could. We, why not? I suppose one. If you look at where Roman comes from, Roman Roman obviously is uh, an oligarch in Russia. You know, the way he survived as an oligarch in Russia is by keeping his head down and by staying very close to Putin and never ever snubbing Putin mm. you know 
making sure... Doesn't you know, ruffle any feathers. Famously, he bought the second biggest yacht in the world at one stage <coughs> because it was frowned upon by the Kremlin to buy the biggest one. It would be too showy, you know. And <laughs> see, you know, this is, this is the Russian mentality a little bit, and certainly the Kremlin mentality. Um, and, you know, he likes, it would seem, his football club to behave in the same way. He wants people to keep their head down and, and win games. Um, now, obviously, he knew what he was getting into when he got Mourinho back. Um, so the question is, what was he expecting? But you know, I mean, that's a very uh, that's really interesting because I, I mean, I you know, frankly, I don't give a shit. But that's because I'm 50 and grew up in a very different time when Chelsea's only uh, modus operandi, courtesy of its wonderful fans, was to utterly destroy and damage not just the brand of Chelsea, if in fact there was one in those days, mm-hmm. but the brand of football in England. You know, I mean, we were public <laughs> enemy number one, and that was because we used to go and thump everybody in sight when well, we had the chance. Heisler was our fault. Yeah, yeah, but, but you, yeah, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean. I mean, we were, we were, we were evil, evil. apparently. Uh, and so, we'd relished in the idea. Yeah, the so I, you know, was in the land. We're the best behaved sports in the land. We're the best behaved sports, best behaved sports, best behaved sports in the land. When we win, we're a right bunch of bastards. When we lose, when we lose, we're a right bunch of bastards. When we lose, when we lose, we're a right bunch of bastards. Right bunch of bastards. Right bunch of bastards. When we lose, we never lose. Well, actually, we did a lot. Right at the moment. The point is, is that it is interesting for me because I don't give two hoots about the brand because I think that it's football. You know, and, and I, I get quite uh, insular and closed-minded about that. I do accept that actually I am wrong, but I, I kind of like deny it. <laughs> I, I don't wish to be reminded of that. Fact. I, 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 I think if you look at it as a brand and who you're trying to sell to and what the image you're trying to sell, the publicity that Marino attracts is far greater than anyone else. And yes, you love him or you hate him, but in this world, you only need a third of the people to love him and you're the biggest club in the world. Hmm. So, but I think and, and I, what he gives is passion. He gives feeling. He, come look, on, he's what, a passionate what, what, Latin. What we That's were all shouting is. at the referee was far worse than what Marino probably said to him in his dressing room. Hmm. You know, he was doing it for us. He's behaving like us. I absolutely applaud him for doing it. I wish the team would show a bit more well, balls you know, and guts at the moment. Matic, in a way, <coughs> although ill judged, at least was giving ha- it, having giving a it try. A I mean, but no, you're making the mistake there of thinking like a fan. Yeah. And obviously, we're all fans here. The I'm, people who run yeah. the club are not fans. The oh. people who run the clubs, club are cold-hearted businessmen mm. when it comes down to it. But no, but they're... But, no, no, but, come no, on. But they're, sorry. Bruce, Bruce Buck's a fan. Yeah, but the essence of it so is really. that you're selling to fans. You're trying to bring fans in, and therefore you project an image which relates to those fans. You don't project an image that relates solely to cold-hearted businessmen. Yes, there are the sponsors, but they want bodies in the seats they want bodies behind the television screens that's what the fandom is about and that works for people in the uk and it works for people you know in places like southern europe but of course look where they're looking they're looking to china you know and i know none of us really care about that and none of the people listening know, to this we, probably really care about this apart from the ones that are listening in china maybe okay yeah. but boom hi everybody in shanghai <laughs> i mean those, those are the people who will subsidize the seats in the new ground to a certain extent of course but you know that's you know that's a culture that's not going to be they don't like that over there I'm not sure about that. I, I think that I mean, Nigeria, lots of Chelsea supporters in yep. Nigeria. Mm. Every time you see kids soldiers in Africa, they got Chelsea shirts Absolutely, on. Absolutely. Come yeah. on, they got AK-47s in their arms and Chelsea shirts on. They fight yeah. like they're fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't think that people around the world are actually any different. They get passionate. And they might not have the old school hoodie thing that we have here, but they have But do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what really winds me up most about this? And I think it's unbelievably, and, and I love Raymond, 
unquestionably, but I think it's unbelievably, it's weak and naive, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Where does this bullshit about wanting to be liked and loved come from? This is yeah. professional sport. It's yeah. not about making friends, it's about winning shit. It's, it's as simple as that. You yeah. kick who you have to on the pitch, you cheat as much as you can, you dive to gain advantage, you slap the other players when you're not looking, you get three points, you win trophies. It's not a can I just say I agree with you totally about apart from the diving bit yeah the diving don't care don't get get caught diving lest anyone listening (laughs) (laughs) lest anyone listening thinks I disagree with that I don't disagree at all but I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate I I agree I agree with you that they disagree with me but I think that they're fundamentally wrong and I'll tell you why I think they're fundamentally wrong as part from everything that I've just said Look at Alec Ferguson. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give two shits who he upset. Now, okay, he was probably a little bit smarter than than Jose. Jose goes too far. Jose gets the media on the... I mean, you know, I thought that... I mean, we all know what a great media manipulator Jose is, but actually he's nothing compared to, uh, to, to, to Ferguson because what happens with Jose, as we're absolutely seeing right now, is the, the, you know, the media kind of give him enough rope to hang himself all the time, you know? <laughs> and they turn on him and they blow this up and it becomes all hyperbole, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly, as we know it, Chelsea are even Jeez, more evil. Prime Minister. But but Ferguson didn't do that. I mean, for God's sake, Ferguson didn't speak to the BBC for seven years, and he got away with it. That's a, you say Jose's too emotional. He's a Latin. He is emotional. That's what he is. He's passionate. And it's football, how he's going to be. Football is about emotion. We used to have emotion in politics in this country. Thank God we don't anymore, because politics isn't a place for emotion. We have it in football instead, and that's where it should remain. No, politics and, is sterile. All right. Okay. That, that politics should be You just reminded me. You know you're a good writer. You are a good. You're, oh, gra- you're not just a good you. writer. You're a great writer. Oh, cheers. Dan, Dan is such a great writer. He earns a living from it. Yeah. Not but very I, much. But I have, I have, <laughs> okay, but you know, certainly but, not as much as Clive doesn't read. Ma- I, I write rude letters for a living. Martin would be a great writer if he knew how to use a pen, but or a computer. Oh, no, I use a matter. pencil. I, I, otherwise, I make mistakes. But I've got to be honest with you. I, I have trumped you all because oh. in the in the latest edition of um, CFC UK. I have written, I've just reminded myself that I've written a, a blog on this very, very point. Uh, and it's all predicated on the, on the war without the bullets idea. And I actually dug away and I found the original um, article that was written in the Sports Tribune by George Orwell in 1945 or 6. I can't remember the date. Um, and it wasn't, he, didn't, he never said war without the bullets, but that's neither here nor there. His point was is that he recognised even then, he didn't like it, I don't think, but he recognised even then that football was a professional game and it was about winning. It was about tribalism. <laughs> it was about doing whatever you had to do to win. It certainly wasn't about being liked. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I read that whole... I, I had an idea in my head before I wrote the article, uh, but I, I'd never read that full article that Orwell wrote, and it is absolutely fascinating. And I think I quoted where you can find it in CFC UK. I urge you to go and have a read you of talk it. About, you talk about... It's like, the, it's like the last 50, 60 years have never happened. You talk about the war without bullets, but don't forget the Portuguese Revolution. The, the, the soldiers had flowers in their gun barrels. It was all mm-hmm. done completely blood. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They don't fire very well if you've got a flower in the... That's... They didn't fire anything. But they, 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 played, I reminded they played a record a t- at Eurovision, didn't they? And that, yeah. that all kicked off after <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. I, I'm reminded of the time that I took a young Israeli chap to Stamford Bridge. He was a former Israeli commando. And, but a, a nice young chap. He had grown his hair long and had dreadlocks and all sorts of things. And we were chatting before the game and I was talking about rivalries in English football and mentioned the English-Scottish rivalry. And he said, do you know, I just wish that our relationship with the Palestinians could be like your relationship with the Scots. I said, sod that for a game of soldiers. We'd rather <laughs> wish our relationship with the Scots was like yours with the Palestinians. <laughs> Rebellious Scots to crush. I'm all in favour of bringing that back into the national anthem, you know, that mm. verse. Anyway, look. Just, we, well, we should... I'd have voted for independence for Scotland. <laughs> I, no, I, I, uh, Martin, I did. You know? <laughs> Bastards are still here. <laughs> You're not even sweaty. I know. I, I'd say build Hadrian's Wall back again. again. Yeah, only after you've repatriated yeah. them all first. Apparently, we don't get the over it. Particularly Ken Barkway. There wasn't the ethnic no, cleansing option. That was a bit... <laughs> I don't know where we. Where, how, is, I blame you for it. It's basically, this week on the show, I shouldn't. This is no, no. Uh, this is no disparagement of the other members of the team. But I have to say, I did think tonight when Steady I. Steady on Sassanex. When I, 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 when I was driving along to do the show tonight, I did think about it tonight. I thought I've got Dan, Martin, and Clive on. This is going to be a sub, somewhat intellectual version of the Chelsea Fancast. Here we are talking politics, even if they are a bit dodgy politics. Um, anyway, uh, just to wrap this up, I mean, you know, where do we think this is going to end? I mean, I, 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 the last point I made on this point was that I, that I think the comparisons with Clough are, for me, there for all to see. And I, and I certainly think in terms of his media dealings and how unpopular he can make himself with people certainly does. But, you know, will he survive, Dan? Um, you know, do you think Roman's... I mean, this rumour about, you know, Liverpool being the last the last match if, if he doesn't get it right. Uh, Where does that come from? I'm not sure anyone really knows. There's a lot of people guessing and, and there's only one person who knows for sure and I'm not sure he's made his mind up no. yet. Um, will he survive? Well, ultimately, you won't because managers don't, do they? No. You know, as with so, politics, all exactly. careers end in failure. At some yeah. point, he will go, and and, and almost you know, guaranteed that he will be fired. That is what is hap- going to happen. The question is when it happens. You know, why though would you sack a manager mid-season at Chelsea? Who's going to walk in? Who's going to uh, replace? It will be the first time we've asked that question. Apparently, the bloke who got fired in a corridor. Apparently, he's going to come in. Well, that was I, the end of the I, 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 almost. 
Well, Ancelotti, I would be very, very surprised if he did any, if he came anywhere near Fulham Road again. No. Given that so the last would time, I. Was, given that the last he time he came here, corridor. given the last time he came here, almost killed him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's a man of, of a great deal of dignity and a great deal of decorum. And at the moment, he's going around the world smoking fat cigars and drinking very good red wine yeah. and having dinner with Frank Lampard and Pirlo. I wish I could do that. So smoke the cigars and the red wine. I'm Frank sure. Lampard yeah. and the Pirlo. And the Pirlo, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And he's in a movie. Apparently, he's in the next uh, Star Trek movie. Movie. Did you not hear Did this? No. no, Star Trek, you plonker. Uh, <laughs> I saw no, that. Carlo's going to play a doctor in the next Star Trek movie, apparently. He's going to go. Random. He's going to go. Well, he wouldn't be the no, first. He's be he wouldn't be the first Chelsea player to do that, would he? I mean, Frank um, LeBeouf. Frank LeBeouf played a doctor That's in the right. Bond movie. But no, but Carlo's going to be standing over the over the body on the on the table, and he's going his eyebrow <laughs> will raise and go. Mm. That'll be it. Hello, Roger. Oh Moore. yes. Anyway, um, I think we've. But we're but. Heart, hand on heart, how many people here think he'll be our manager next season? Hand, I, do. Hand I, do. I do. I actually do. I do, and I think yeah. that we'll be doing well. I think we'll be doing well by the end of this season as well. Um, well, top four is about the best we can hope for, but yeah. yes. My heart says yes, my head says no. Yeah. A decision will be taken at some stage whether or not the powers that be think we can achieve Champions League. What do the benches think? I, I think we can survive not going into the Champions League this year. Man United didn't. Other teams have not gone in. We can we can get through that. Um, I don't it's going to be tougher, I don't think the board it's believes be we can. From really next open. year, when there are only going to be three teams left in the Champions League. I don't think the board believes we can. I think the, the board also believes that we're going to lose players, of course, if we don't get into it. That's well, the that's, difficulty. That is a fact. <laughs> um, if you look at what, what's happened in the past, um, managers who've been in this position with Chelsea... Um, AVB got his marching orders in March, Scolari in February. Um, Di Matteo was November, but they'd already decided in the summer that they didn't want him. Mm. So it's February, March we're looking at. Although none of those, neither of those took us to sort of 16th in the league. So I don't, I don't know. But someone will make a decision at some point. Um, I, I, just to find, you know, before we go to the, the next part, I mean, uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, Roman makes the decision. Um, at the end of that day, Marina is his right-hand man. Marina was Marina was the one that angled to get Jose back, so she is Jose's ally in the board. From what I'm led yeah. to believe, well, hang on, yeah, was his ally on the board. From what I'm led to believe, the others aren't. The thing is, is that what you've also got to remember is that you're dealing with a corporate organisation which is inherently political. Uh, incredibly Machiavellian, and, and you know it, people are manoeuvring all of the time to gain favour with Roman, who of course you know uh, ekes out his patronage in rather peculiar ways. So you can see that if Mourinho, who is an abrasive character, who will certainly tell people what he thinks of them immediately, <coughs> he you know he, this is not a man who goes out and makes allies easily. So if he's got half of the board, if not more of them, against him. And this is happening as well. And he's, as Dan says, you know, damaging the reputation by his behaviour. You can see that even without the football, that they'll try and get rid of him because that's how the modern corporate world works. And it's the, absolutely the, horrible, but that's true. The difference between the Chelsea board and any other corporate, not any other corporate board, but most corporate boards is that they only answer to one shareholder. Mm. And that is a massive difference. I've got a lovely uh, mix. Sorry, Club. I've got a lovely mix here by Crivico, who says, I'm a Real Madrid fan and I will change Jose for that fat Benitez. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I tell you, Chelsea fella, or, or Pete, as we know him, who's a, a lovely lad, I've quite often seen drunk in a pub with Steve Byrne, uh, who, who I love to pieces, and he owned Twitter this weekend. 
uh, by saying whatever is happening, whatever people are saying on Twitter and stuff about Jose, at least the fat Spanish waiter is far, far away. <laughs> and I tell yeah. you what, I very nearly called the title of this show, <coughs> Be Careful What You Wish For. Because I think that's where we stand. That's true. David Moyes is available. Brendan um, Rogers, any Brendan Rogers, Harry Redknapp, Harry Redknapp. Oh, Tim Sherwood. Mm. Well, if we want to start recycling old managers, um, if we want to start recycling old managers, then then Ray Wilkins is now available. Uh, I'd have Ray like a shot, actually. I really would, uh, because it would be old school Chelsea properly, and we'll be playing Grimsby and people like that again. Anyway, we must go to a break, and we will be back in a second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. I'm Sanford Chich, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and we are in part three, which I forgot to trail. <laughs> And they're all laughing at Mixler. Maybe just corpsed. I know. They're <laughs> laughing at Mixler. You see, you get this, guys. Nobody else, nobody else listens to the podcast will ever get what goes on. They just don't know. You were the, it's called added value. Added value. Anyway, this is a very, very important topic. A very important topic because it kind of also segues very nicely on from what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Gary, Gary, this part, <laughs> this part is also seamless because I have entitled this part why we must stick with Jose. And uh, I've got to be honest, I've drawn very heavily on, I think, one of the best... I mean, Dan, I don't know if you saw it, but it's one of the best articles I've... Uh, I almost said written. Uh, I read, I've read uh, recently about the whole Chelsea situation, and it's by uh, Gary Hayes, who uh, writes for Bleacher Report. I know Gary well. yeah, yeah, he's a decent lad. Uh, by the way, any of you lot on, on here, on Mixler and on the podcast listening... Um, go and find him on Twitter at Gary Hayes G-A-R-R-Y-H-A-Y-E-S and I'm sure you'll find a link to this blog uh, so Gary apologies for pretty much nicking all the content from it but it was so good and I agreed with it 150% so here goes um, Gary's uh, point first of all is that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through all of this I think until I can see a natural point to stop but his, his theory really is that changing managers consecutive you know Frequently has been very destabilising for the club. Are we allowed to chip in on this? Yeah, you can. Well, but I'd rather go through the whole lot because okay. he he kind of answers some of the questions you might raise right, okay, fine, throughout yeah. it. So let me just go through this and let's pick the bones out of it. Basically, changing managers has been destabilising. The trophy return could have been even better with stability. The success that we had during that time is papered over the cracks. Uh, basically, it's evidence of bad planning, no coherence, and what it what it did was it empowered our rivals rather than you know the stability allowing us to dominate them. Uh, we've had no uh, footballing philosophy at all uh, developed during that time. Constant, uh, you know, constantly sacking managers, short sightedness, and it's led to a lack of planned squad regeneration. Yeah, squad regeneration. Even the managerial merry-go-round and the resulting pressure that each manager has to win everything means that the, the, the talent that we have in the youth ranks is always wasted because they just buy in decent players and hope they yeah. perform. We've, we've actually been, and I think this is a really interesting point, we've actually been in transition for several years. Jose won the league last year in spite of this, and there's a good argument saying that we need to keep him to manage this transition, but you know, with that will come an acceptance that we might not finish where we should. Uh, bottom line is unity is needed. The players need to take responsibility or get out. 
Uh, that might be my embellishment, actually. Uh, but the club also needs to take some responsibility because they screwed up by not strengthening the squad in the summer. We, can, we all know there were obvious gaps there. Uh, but also, and finally, I think these last three points are mine because Gary's far more sensible than me. But Jose needs to figure out how to manage a club in crisis, which, of course, he never has done before. So there we go. Dan, I'm gonna, you pick, pick away. Pick away at that. I think there's some very, very good points in there. Um, I think uh, the stuff about the, the, the lack of uh, opportunity for youth is very, very valid um, because unlike Ferguson at United, there's always an expectation you're going to win the next game and you cannot experiment with these things. So it has hurt us that way. But I'm not sure I agree that the treasury return could have been better. It's been pretty bloody good, hasn't it? It's been good. Yeah, but I, I, I looked at what he said there and, and it's an easy thing to... Fu- I mean, I had this with Bob Ballard on, on, Saturday, on Sunday morning. Uh, you get it fired back at you, but but you you know you sack manager, you still win the trophies. But I think actually the point that Gary's making, and I almost agree with this, <coughs> is that yeah, okay, that's true. But you know we won what three Premier Leagues in ten years. We perhaps could have done better with the amount of resources that we've had at our disposal. We won one Champions League. I know we were unbelievably unlucky. We should and could have won more. But you know what? The bottom line, I think, is what he's saying is that with one manager, with that stability, you know, we might actually have done a lot better than we did, although we did very well. And I and I wonder that, you know, it's no accident that people of your age, my age, my age, club age, immediately say we did very well. Because, of course, in our lifetimes, we never expected to do half as well. <laughs> so I think you need to temper it a bit with that. Chidge, uh, uh, just, just put the trophies aside for a minute. The basis of running any sports club successfully is you've got to build the sausage machine. You've got to have the progression of players coming up through the club. You supplement it with, you know, you're buying in the, the Galacticos. But you've got to have that, that, that production line of, of players coming up through the club. And it's not there. <coughs> and and maybe, maybe that is something to do with not having continuity of management. I think... Well, if you allow me, Dan, I, I think I think your point about the youth, which you agreed wholeheartedly with, as do I, and I think it runs a lot deeper than that. And I think that whole point about every time you bring in a new manager with new staff and a new way of doing things, they throw up the plan every year or two. And that, for me, cannot be good. And I think, you know, again, Gary's point was that you, you, you get Roman to come in. He has a, 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 almost an unlimited budget. Surely there should have been... A long-term plan here, not one that you rip up every two years and have to change. And I think, yes, absolutely. It's had I call a... it the sausage machine. Yeah, but you wonder why we, we've had no youth players breaking through the side when we've got the most talented uh, youth players that we've had in our history. But but if you're looking, you know? if, you're, if you're looking at stability, Jose has been given four years unprecedentedly by the club. Well, he's been given a contract for four exactly, years, but yes. will he see it out there? Well, I don't but, think he will. No, but um, I think he really need. That, that's my point. We but, need to stick with him. But, 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 but he's, he's been told he's got four years, and he's still not bringing people through. He's given forty-five minutes to Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, against Aston Villa. But just a minute, you're saying he's been given four years. He's still not bringing people through. But at the same time. He's going to, everyone's saying he's going to be fired, he's going to be fired. Well, if he's under the pressure that everyone's going to say he's going to be fired, yeah, he gets better compensation when he does get fired, but it's not an incentive to bring people through if he wants to succeed and he does want to succeed. But this was his manifesto when he came back in. He was going to build that kind yeah. of system. Well, has he done? Well, not yet. I think he might. Raymond wasn't if, built if, in a day. If he's kept, kept on today, yes, he might, because then he'll realise that the <coughs> board will support him through thick, thick and thin. And he will have the opportunity to do that. It will give him that safety. It will give him that confidence. Absolutely. I mean, but is, it, is coming sixteenth in the league the, the price? Is that is that, yes, is that a I price worth paying? Be. But, it, but that, that, that we, will probably, have to we, be we probably won't come sixteenth. We won't come sixteenth. We'll do no. better than that. Yeah. I mean, but, look, but the other side. Look, <clears> you say every manager gets sacked. 
Ferguson walked away with his gold. Ferguson cup. got sacked. He did. All right, he was a bloody after, after a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wenger, uh, I think he knew where to go. Wenger is going to walk away from his contract as well, or you might say he'd be sacked. Yeah, but he beat Bayern Munich, and now they're the best team in the oh, world. Yeah, absolutely, and they're the best team at internet <laughs> polls, we know. And they all carry rucksacks on their back, and there's pristine white. Red and don't white go scarves. there. Enormous red don't and white stripes. Ah, yeah, scarves. Uh, scarves. They're all pristine white. They're all brand new. I can't understand it. Where's Wally? Don't <laughs> say that. That was a rude one that they said. Is it the Emirates? Um, you know, look, I tell you what, I, th- I mean, I, I, you know, I did an interview on Talk Sport, which is quite fun, actually, because Bob Ballard's a West Ham fan and it was late. All right. So I shall just, all I shall say was I was a little bit tired. Um, and he, he poked the bear, guys. He poked the bear. And he got it back with interest. And in fact, he got it back with interest so much that they then dedicated the next hour and a half of their show to something I said, which is, Bob, um, you're a West Ham fan. In fact, I said, I don't care, not just West Ham fans. I said, any fan of any other club would take Jose Marino like a shot. If we fire him, I said, I, I said, I'll tell you what, I will buy you a pint of whatever you like, and I will guarantee you that wherever Jose goes next... He will win a trophy. I said, why the bloody hell would we want to get rid of that manager? I said, any other supporter would have him like a shot. And the next hour and a half, their show was, um, okay, fans of other clubs, David Chigi from the Chelsea fan cast says <laughs> that you lot would have Jose. And of course, they then had a debate. And of course, none of the fans came in and said they would have Jose, largely because, of course, they're all completely retarded, the people that listen to talk sport. I include myself in that, obviously. But my point is, is that we all know that that's true. Bob Ballard, in his heart of heart, knows that that's true. And he said to me, he said, I wouldn't have Jose back. I've got Slavon Bilic. I said, how many trophies are you going to win this season then, Bob? Uh, well, well, probably none, actually. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. You know, I absolutely rinsed him. And I like Bob. He's a good lad, actually. West Ham have beaten four last season's top six. They're not going to win a trophy no, this year, not. and you know it, he knows it. But you know what? If they had Jose Mourinho, they might, and that's yep. the point. The man is a serial winner. League Cup nailed off. You know, if you want to win <laughs> trophies... Yeah. For West Ham, that's, yeah, better, yeah. that's better than they've done since 1966, isn't it? But, it, but if when you they won want... the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If you want to win trophies, jo- Josie is your man. But I, I think, you know, if, if, if I was Roman, what I would do, and I've been saying this for weeks, I would say, all right, here's the deal, pal. You know that all I ever want is to win trophies and people to love Chelsea, all right? And I put the pressure on you to do that. And if you don't deliver, I I sack you. He said, but you also know that I'm sitting here telling you that I've spent how many millions on on the youth academy? A lot of money. A lot of money. I've spent millions on the youth academy and I want some of these kids that I've invested a lot of money in to play for my team. So how about this? How about... If you're telling me that the players aren't doing it for you at the moment, how about we say this? He said, you long them off, you get rid of them, but you put the youth in, and I say to you, you've got two years. You, you, you bring the youth in, you play them, and I'll, I'll accept that we're not going to win anything for two years. But it, by the end of those two years, you need to have won me something with the kids. All right? That's how we're going to do it. And, you know, Jose would either turn around and say, no, I'm not doing that and bugger off or, or give it a go. But I, that's what, if I was Roman, that's what I would do. I'd say I'd accept the short-term failure because I want to build something here. Because the thing is this, if these kids are as good as everybody keeps saying that they are, if they're given a chance, they're going to be given a chance by arguably the best manager in the world. And then you might get a better team for the next 10 years than you've had for the last 10, if it goes right. 
What? Admittedly, it could go horribly wrong. But wouldn't it be? I, I would. I would be prepared to have a look at that. What you seem to be suggesting is that we should basically duck out of the Champions League, out of trophies, out of the lot for a couple of seasons, just to build something bigger. Now we all yeah. here remember what happened to English football in the in the eighties when we were banned from Europe. <coughs> and and you know when you don't see and, and 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 the massive change there was when we came back in and the Premier League and things like that. When you don't, we are now in a global game. When you don't see a team like Chelsea on your screens on a Tuesday, Wednesday night playing Champions League football and you're sitting in Beijing and you're sitting in, 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 in Mumbai and you're sitting in Lagos or whatever, it, it, it causes a lot of damage, you know, but, and it, it, you lose a lot of money. But There's no guarantee that they might not, though. Man United are still the biggest and richest football club in the world. They were out for a year. But they've got a bit of acreage over us, haven't they? You know, I mean, they have been the biggest team in the world for about 50 for years. years. Well... Not well, let's phase up to the fact we're unlikely to get into the Champions League for next year. And if it's reduced to three teams the year afterwards, that's going to be a struggle as well. So we have to face up to that fact and look at what's going to happen. And if it means trying to hold on to players, bringing through youth then, they're going to need a manager <coughs> to bring them through. Um, very quickly, sorry to break our stream. It just give you a time to gather your thoughts because, you know... But Rudy Cartfell's put up a very good text here. Breakout stream. Impressive. And I know Dan, Dan, Dan got on this too, but Rudy Cartfell has been going on about the partner fan thing, and I know you were. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. What I'd like to say to you, Rudy, absolutely, I think it's Rudy's a load of, I think it's a load yeah. of bollocks because I was approached by the people that were involved with them a long time ago. As was I. Yeah, and I, I told them really, and I like the guy who does it, so I wasn't nasty to him, but basically it was sod off because, you know, when it comes to foreign fans who want to come over here and experience a, a proper day out of the football, which means the pub, where to go, the match and everything else. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have met, I've been privileged, and there are people in here tonight, um, um, it's a damn name, I can't remember his name now, but there are people in here tonight, Daniel Classen, there you go, there are people in here tonight who know this for sure, that the people have listened to this podcast and they've got in touch with us and they've come over here and they've had a few beers with us and, and, and they've watched the game, they've come on the fan cast... And I wouldn't even th- un- think of charging for that. It would be against everything yeah. in my absolute fibre and core to do that. Could I just add that I, was, I had to watch the Swansea game in Indianapolis because I was speaking at a conference there. And one of the people who was attending the conference was the great Julie Carlson. She arranged with me to go down to meet the Indie, um, indie Blues. We watched the game in the <coughs> pub with them. And she was singing your praises, Chidge. Julie. She was saying, no, what lovely. a lovely man you were. I, I set her straight. Don't oh, well, worry. you know, That's fair right. enough. No, but, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, I, I consider the people that, that listen to this show, you know, as friends. And, and you know, everybody who listens to it knows that, that we, we, we've been doing it for eight, eight nine years now. I, we do it for love. We don't get paid to do it. We do, it's cost me a fortune, in fact, for those eight years. But I don't care. I do it because I love it. And one of the things I love most about it is that the fact that it connects us with not just people in the UK, of whom... There are many that we've met as a result of doing this show, yes. but also from all over the world. And, you know, I, that, that's why I do it. I do it because I love it. This is not a money-making exercise. If you think you can do this kind of shit to make money, then you need to give your head a massive, massive wobble. You know, this is, you know, I, I was very lucky. I worked in an industry where I got paid pretty handsomely for doing basically something I would have done for free. You know, okay, it, it didn't last that long, but, you know, I was lucky. This is not the kind of thing to go and make money out of. Don't be stupid. I mean, I'll give you an example, people. Going wonderfully off point here, but, you know, I'm trying to do a deal with Campo Retro at the moment. Now, Campo Retro pay people to tweet stuff out for them. 
I tweet stuff out for them and I haven't been paid a bean, probably because I can't be asked to do a website properly and therefore make money out of it. But what I've suggested to them is that I said, look, you know, everybody that you get to do this does the Twitter, Facebook thing. I said, we've got a bloody hour and 45 minute show here. I could give you, pri- I could, what I could do is I could do an entire 20 minute editorial for you. We could have, I could get interviews with ex players. I could get some of them on the show and we could match the shirt to the player and we could have some great content, you know. And I tell you what, all I want for that. Just pay me enough money to pay Kerry 50, 200 quid, whatever he wants to come on the show. That you know, I wouldn't make any money out of that, but it would make for great content for you lot out there to really enjoy and listen to it. And my final point on this is that's exactly why you buggers out there need to go and vote for us in the football blogging world. Absolutely. But the other point I would make as well, and this ties, to get it in. This ties in with a lot of the conversations I had about people who are in the Ukraine. There are lots of things in life that you can get for free and really enjoy it, or you can go out and pay for it, and this is just a grub you saw. Right, experience. there you go. Just looking down here. Diane, JP McRae, Yarin Levy from uh, Israel. We've all met you guys through doing this show, and that, that, that proves see. my point. <laughs> and we have a bit. I mean, when I went, when I went to Dubai, and I, I mean, I was so... I mean, this is the QED and the quid pro quo. When I went to Dubai, I got looked after royally by Sammy and Diane in Loka Bar, when I've been out to the States, you get the same treatment. You know, that's what it's about. Had it's great, about great friend- beers with Machas in yeah. Slovenia, who I can see in there. There you go. It's about friendship and, and community, not about trying to fleece your mates, which is really I what had it the same in New York. Or, or worse, actually, it's about fleecing people who are, who are mm. naive, you know, to quote the oft- Weak, weak yeah, well, they they don't know. They they want to have an experience, and they've got a bit of money. Mm. And it's just, I I just think it's wrong. You know, I just think it's wrong. Anyway, we should really uh, move on, peeps, because we're waffling on. Oh, where Chel- were we, Dan? Chel tells in Hong Kong for the uh, oh yeah for the Scousers game. Yeah, anybody who's listening to the show, can you kind of Facebook John Thomas, <laughs> okay, and. Uh, Ask him, uh, tell him where to go and drink. It's with the Trafalgar Hotel. Yeah. He, he, I think he's got All right, now. is he sorted? Yeah. Right, okay. Dan, you're the most sensible person here. I've nominated you most sensible person here all night. Where were we? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, you failed. You're, you know, as, as Alan Bird or Lady Brady would say, Dan, you're fired. Um, I think we were really talking about, and I think you made a good point there, Dan, is that if, if, you know, you've got a very difficult situation here. You know, I talk as a fan. I, I can't give a shit about the club being a business. <laughs> but the club is run as a business by business people. And actually, you're right. And I said this to Bob on Saturday. You know, the, you know, he said, well, when do you think Jose will be fired? And I said, well, I don't actually think it'll be the Premier League that will be the issue. Because I think, um, you know, you could be in March and say 10th, but still make 4th by the end of the end of the year. I think what might predicate it is the fact <laughs> if, if we get dumped out of the Champions League, uh, at the uh, at the um, uh, you know the, the the kind of round of six, uh, sixteen or whatever it is mm. stage, I think that could do it because I've been told many times before that the budget at Chelsea is predicated on us finishing at least in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Now, if we don't get out of the group, I think that would be an issue. Yeah, well, that's why that's why Robbie got sacked, although yeah. he was on his way anyway. But well, the bottom line is, I, I do understand and I accept that there is a financial issue here. Robbie, and- got, Robbie got sacked because they did, they couldn't see him making fourth in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is always going to be the biggest thing. Um, well, yeah, because it, but it's all about the Champions League money. <coughs> yeah. Look, the bottom line is, you know, <clears throat> yes, you, my my idea is is a bit pie eyed, and and it's very very unlikely to happen. Um, but what I'm really trying to say, the point I'm really trying to make, is that there needs to be a bit of give here. If Raymond, you do want the youth to come through, you've got to accept that you might not win something that year. You, it's very unlikely that you could put in three or four youth players into a, into the squad, into the team, 
and still expect to be exactly the same as you are now. I, I don't really know any manager no, on earth who could probably put one or two. Three or four is pushing it, but you could put mm. one or two. Yeah. Is that idea. enough for Roman, though? But, but also, isn't, well, isn't the idea that they've been, good. They, they're sent away on loan so they come back mature? Like, you know, Courtois was able to cut slot straight in coming in from a junior side who beat us. <laughs> Look, let's think about kind of moving on to some conclusion here because Dan, Dan's, you know, he, he sounds like me when I used to smoke. Um, but you are you right? Yeah, I'm just quietly dying. Not even quietly. Yeah, well, clearly not cl- cl- uh, quietly, but I'm worried that you're dying. Um, it's all right. We've only got about another 25 minutes to go. You reckon you can hold on that long? Yes, just about. Okay. Um, look, the thing is this, is I, I absolutely, with every fibre of my being, believe that it would be you know, grade A retarded to sack Jose. It really, really would. One, because I still think that he's the best manager in the world. I accept that he carries a lot of baggage, but he's the best manager in the world. I absolutely, I know I'm right. Most most clubs of other fans would take him like a shot if he was available. Yeah, I also, yeah, I also know that I'm, oh, oh, they would love him. I also know that I'm right when I say that wherever he goes to next, if we get rid of him, he will win a trophy. Yeah. So bearing all of that in mind, you know, we're having a, 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 an unusually dumb and daft season. A lot of it, I think we can pinpoint on, um, you know, bad business in the transfer window. You know, we, knew, we, knew, we all knew that there were gaping holes that need to be filled. And also, no great team stands still when they're on top. Liverpool never used to do it in the 70s, and United certainly didn't do it in the <coughs> 90s. So we, we screwed up. There are issues that go beyond what's happening on the pitch here. So I think a bit of a, a latitude uh, needs to be uh, put in here. I really do. And the, a bit the of patience. The other side of the coin here, Chich, is if he does get sacked, who the hell's going to well, take exactly. over? Well, that's the problem, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. Suggestions, please, on, on, on Mixilar. Put your suggestions up now. Who's going to be the next manager if Mourinho gets sacked? Mm. Honestly, I think that's the only reason he hasn't got sacked. I mean, on, on, on previous um, conduct by the owner, he would have been sacked by now. And the only reason is because there's nobody out there for him to take. I but, think but, there is. But bringing him back was a change in direction by the owner. That Eddie McCready, be... give him his Ford Escort. Yeah. <laughs> but you, well, that's it. Brings up a very good point. <laughs> Dave, Se- Dave Sexton was manager of Chelsea for seven years. Ranieri was a manager of Chelsea for just under four years. Yeah. And that's, those are the two longest managers of Chelsea since the 60s. Tell which is... You can't, you can't read... Got. You can't read this out, Martin. Guardiola, not very good. But this is Simeone, Martin. not very I, good. Rogers, very not not very good at all. Ancelotti thinks Roman is not very good. Okay. Yeah. Tom, that's, that's not actually what it says. Those, those but are my, I paraphrase. I, when I was going to sleep last night, just to prove that I do eat, drink, live, breathe football, and Chelsea in particular, I, I suddenly woke up. Was, I was about to go to sleep. And this is my these are my thoughts. I was about to go to sleep on the on a potential manager. So this Dan, is your notes. Was yeah. It? Yeah. So. That's. Okay, um, Guardiola, Cambridge University netball team. Yes. Simeone, <laughs> Cambridge University netball team. Rogers, useless, Cambridge University netball team. Ancelotti thinks Romans a Cambridge University yes. netball team. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Doherty was manager for six years, and then six before years. that, Ted Drake for nine years. And when you start Tommy going Doherty back, would have been there longer. But he, he, he uh, it's a bit old. Yeah. Mary Brown, he's up Mary Brown. Who's up? Who's up? Who's up? Who's up? Who's up? Mary Brown. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Doherty. No, that was at Man United. He did that. Yeah. But Billy Burrell then was thirty-nine to fifty-two, which was much longer. Sadly, I think Tommy Doherty was too old in the middle of that time. Though. Okay. Look, okay, very quickly because we've got to go to the break. Uh, Pat Nevin for manager. There you go. That's the answer. Clive. Yeah. Pat Nevin for chief exec. 
Clive, do you want Jose to stay or not? Absolutely stay. Yeah. Why? Because I think he is the greatest manager our club has ever seen. I think that he can lead us to great things in the future, and I think he will lead us to great things in the future. There's no alternative to him, no viable alternative, and he's the best we can get. Wonderful. I'm going to vote for you, Clive. Martin? Roman's got to keep his twitchy finger away from that trigger because Jose is the man who will sort this out in the long run. Uh, he just has to stick with him. Okay, I'm going to ask Dan in a second, but it's just reminding me of something very funny. When we have, uh, when I'm a director, or this has been told to me by directors of, of films and stuff, when you have a young cameraman on there, the first thing the director does is get some gaffer tape, gaffer tape and basically gaffer tapes their, what is ostensibly a trigger finger together because young cameramen have this habit of pressing the zoom button mm. all the time, mm. which you never do. It's the wrong thing to do. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to touch it. So they gaffer tape their fingers together so they can't do it. And I think that's basically what somebody should do to Roman at the moment, Dan. Mm. But anyway, what do you think, my, my friend? I'd love him to stay. I really, really want him to stay. He's great to deal with. He's one of the best managers, if not the best manager in the world. But I don't think he will. Mm. But most of all, he should stay because he's one of us. There we go. We want you to stay. We want you to stay. Jose Mourinho, we want you to stay. There we go. You've heard it from the Chelsea Fancast first. Now, we'll be back after this very short break and we'll have a bit of a roundup for you. Chelsea Fancast news and all that kind of razzmatazz. We'll see you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Football Fancast, and I'm Stanford Chidge, and we are in the home straight. It is part four. Now, there's a few, only a few this week. There are no emails, for one, which I'm very disappointed with you lot out there. I love your emails. You They're could do better. They knew Jonathan wasn't coming. Who was going to read them out? Well, they, we had loads last week, and uh, we didn't have Jonathan then. We had Darren yeah. reading one out, so there we go. But uh, no, we don't have any emails, so uh, that gives us a little bit of time, I feel, to do an impromptu uh, Chelsea Fancast Match Awards, which will include a salary moment, a Guinness moment, a man of the match. Well, well, do you know what? Let's not do man of the match, because we know it was William. It was absolutely um, William. I think a chant of the match, a salary moment, and a Guinness moment. Right. And, and we'll, we'll wing it, and we'll just let's see what these All people right. have to say. Chant of the match. Absolutely no contest. After the nasty little West Ham fans have been going on, Marino's right, your fans are shite and all that, that crap. Yeah, yeah. Well, the referee did his business and the Chelsea just went, all went, Marino's right, the refs are shite. Yeah. Which I think just okay. nailed it on the head. It was the perfect chant for the day. <laughs> I'm liking that. Smart, I think you and I can recuse ourselves from the chant. I, I, I think I have to excuse myself from this one because um, I only heard... The last half hour. Uh, you, you do hear the screamer. It was very hard. I did hear the screamer, yeah. Dan? That what was you about reckon? all I heard, to be honest. I think I'll second the, uh, the Clive's uh, suggestion there. Okay, so uh, we on the Chelsea Fancast, I, I sound like a DJ then, we on the Chelsea Fancast have decided that the chant of the match is, in fact, Mourinho's right, the refs are shite. Unless you lot out there <coughs> uh, have got any better suggestions. Andy, what do you... No, yeah, okay, you like that one too. Okay, uh... Mourinho's right. The, the fans way. are shut. No, Mourinho's right. The refs are shut. 
Somebody bang me on I the head. I must say, I do hate that word, shite. It's a very... It's a northern. It's a northern, it's horrible Irish. expression. Irish. But it was ironic throwing Love it back shite. at them. All right, uh, celery moment. Um, Clive, get any offers for a celery moment? There weren't a huge number of... Uh, almost one when a steward walked past with 007 on his back which was a little bit of an awkward number, but he unfortunately <laughs> didn't do anything stupid. I was the only one who spotted him. I, c- I couldn't see any particular celery. There wasn't much to laugh at. No, Mr. Bond, I expected you to that. Yes. Martin, celery moment. I think actually you should get a nomination for, for sitting down in front of the stream. Falling asleep. And then falling asleep and, and waking free, up and at being 10 past very four. very grateful at the end. Yeah. I think it's worthy of a nomination. I don't know if this counts as a celery moment, but Jose sat at the back of the, uh, the West Ham director's box with the whole of the whole of the West Ham board going up when they scored, and him just giving this face that said, "Fucking hell, where am I now? What <laughs> am I doing here?" I think uh, Gary's just come in with a late a late uh, one, and I do remember hearing this actually, apart from that bloody bowling screamer. Uh, but the the Frankie scoring two hundred against the Pikey song was good for twenty minutes. Yes, I do that, mm. and a lot of super franks going on. I do, and, and I think there was a lot of John Terry. He's one more than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah which and Frankie was, Lampard is one. Yeah, more yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> but celery moment. Um, well, I mean, I think the bowling screamer really has to be some sort of a nomination, whether it's yeah. for celery or not. I don't know, but uh, that was quite funny in a, in a sort of horrible sense. A random sort of celery moment. There's a guy who I've been. I must have gone there a lot fewer times than most, but maybe twelve times I've been to Upton Park. And there's a guy in the block of flats right by the stand who hangs out the window every game watching the game because obviously his flat in the East End is probably cheaper than season ticket. <laughs> um, next season he's going to be overlooking a great big Chinese funded development that nobody lives in ever. Yep. yep. So, and, Dan, uh, and, and, and David uh, Gold putting up that tweet uh, with the young West Ham players, can we play you every week or something like that, which is quite funny. Um, but there we go. I don't know. So, uh, Martin, would you like to choose the celery? Or maybe Andy's got a suggestion, actually. Nah. No. No. So no, well, I was too, really. Uh, Martin, <coughs> would you like to choose from the selection that we've kind of put forward? Uh, I'm pretty neutral in this, really. But, uh, um, I- I'll give it to the screamer. Well, I've got a late, I've got a late one actually, and that is uh, for me. I quite enjoyed Mikel's uh, horror tackle on whoever it was in the dying minutes for which he got, but and they just walked nonchalantly away, muttering under his breath. Well, as he that'll, always that'll, does. That'll, that'll learn you. That's what Mikel said in his best Nigerian. That'll learn you. Pretty much any. Don't mess with Mikel, mate. Pretty much any game, hey. Miguel. Miguel plays. Beautiful British, Mikel. Beautiful British, Mikel. He is. He is. Yep. Don't Has mess. He's got his passport now. Yeah. Is he really? Oh, yeah. right. Is yeah. he qualified yeah. for England now? Yep. Yeah. Well, they could do worse than could do a lot worse than him in midfield. Yeah. At least, at least just, there, there, there is a late application for the salary moment, which <laughs> is Naughty Nick saying, "I think I've caught fleas in the West Ham working men's." That's very good. Or gorgeous George posting the tweet of uh, some bloke, the fattest uh, West Ham fan I've ever seen, replete with the biggest sovereign. You saw that, oh. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. quite a contest, yeah. to be fair. Or, or another late run is actually Clive uh, being, uh, you know, uh, taken to the uh, West Ham Working Men's Club with with George and Nick, and being made to drink with the with, with the West Ham. Uh, all all bedecked in Claret Stone Island. I noticed <laughs> West Ham should be fine for letting Danny Dyer in the ground. <laughs> you mug, you mug, and Russell Brand. Yeah, oh, awful, oh. awful, awful. I've worked with Danny Dyer, actually. He's quite funny, but anyway. 
All right, I think, I think, I think. Actually, we're not going to vote on the salary. We, we love them all. Uh, my, mine's going to be the Mikel one, but there mm. you go. All right, okay. What will I mean? The, okay, just to let you lot know out Hang there. Have we, done, have we done Guinness moment? Oh, we haven't done Guinness moment, have we? Well, there wasn't no. any. There wasn't anything worthy of saluting. No, no, well, Mikel did one stunning pass, did he? Mm. Well, from almost on the halfway line, right out to the corner. Cahill's it? goal. Cahill's goal. Wasn't Cahill's a bad goal. Fabregas's goal. goal. Oh no, didn't get the last. Yeah. 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 Andy. Cahill's goal. Cahill's goal. Okay, um, Eden didn't do anything apart from stand there watching everything go looking by. Looking Belgian. Looking Belgian. Um, you malign Belgians. Mm. There's some good Belgians. I was at the cycling at the Belgian on Friday night. Adolf Sachs. Excellent. Maybe, Adolf maybe Sachs. we could send Eden Kenny off. Kenny DeKettle won. Maybe we could send Eden Eddie off to be a Trappist monk or something. Maybe we could send Eden off to be a Trappist monk or something. At least he can brew some decent beer. You know. There's that. Um, Guinness Martin. Yeah, I'm fair. Mikel's pass. Mikel's pass. Cahill's mm. goal. Cahill's goal. goal. Yeah, it was a good goal. I'll tell you what I'm going to... I mean, this actually, do you know what? This should have been a salary. The way our end went after that equaliser, it yeah. was mental. I'm sure... Yeah, I sure... Uh, Martin, Martin Wickham's in the middle of that. I'm bloody sure he is. Yeah. Can, were, can I give you a, another late salary one? Yeah. Um, uh, Rui Farrier, having seen two of the other guys <laughs> sat on that bench, sent off, squaring up to the fourth official. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, let me at him. Let me at him. It was kind of like putting Dracula in charge of a blood bank. Wasn't it? <laughs> you know, Rui Farrier, the most hot-headed man in football, has to try and keep calm for forty-five minutes. Not going to happen. Okay, enough already. Um, right. Okay. Uh, now time for a bit of pluggery, as we always do. Uh, you can get, of course, CFC UK. I mentioned it earlier on. You um, did say pluggery. Pluggery. Yeah, yeah pluggery. Uh, CFC UK, uh, you type very heavily, by the way. Oh, Clive. sorry. You do. There are people well, yet. Gary was saying something witty. There are people yet to, to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who can hear you type. You know, I'm, anyway, my wife, mate, I'm a heavy typer as well. I, I type with passion and with vehemence. Dear sirs, that's, you, how, I, that's how I type. I type yeah. like I speak. <laughs> I, I type like I speak loudly. You know, you type like you speak. You type, you type like you speak. speak. <laughs> Stand for change. You type like you okay, speak. Okay, all right, right. CFC UK. Uh, the new one's been out for a week or two now. Um, I'm very pleased with the, the article I wrote in there this month. I thought it was an absolute humdinger, even if I do say so myself. But as always, you can get it at home games uh, from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway. Uh, the tube that is and, I'll be uh, buying it you can also get it at away games no doubt Dave was selling it uh, on Saturday I saw Dave but I didn't see him he didn't actually <coughs> do his only a pound okay he was probably monstered by all the video cameras with the fan channels he was, um, he was in Roma- in uh, Ukraine doing only 50 hryvnas <laughs> <laughs> very very quickly how was Ukraine because we didn't talk about the, I uh, had to talk about the Kiev match but I completely forgot a lot of people didn't have a good time in Ukraine I had a brilliant time in Ukraine yeah. it was wonderful it did absolutely pour down yeah. with rain all yeah. the time we were there but god it's so cheap I heard yeah. a rumour that a good time was very cheap over there. Very good, yeah. yeah very good, yeah. very cheap, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you could buy in bulk as well from Is that right? Really, really. <laughs> and there was a little story about a cheese board, but I won't go there and start on air. <laughs> and talking of Kiev, I mean, there was a bit of, you know, a few people got thumped, didn't they, by some... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Apparently, from what I was reading, that the same thing happened to England fans in the same bar, in the same style. Well, I was, in, I was in that bar a little bit earlier and we, we decided to get out, not for any particular reason, just because we wanted to drink beer somewhere else. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, obviously there were people who didn't have a good time, but I would, I would happily go back. I mm. thought it was a great place. And I actually, I actually thought the... Uh, uh, I saw Chidge doing a tour with some foreign bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Gary! <laughs> 
Gary, there, there, there are two. There are three lawyers. There are three lawyers in the Chelsea fancast bunker. Every single one of them would say that is slander actionable per se. Anyway, go and Google it. Um, anyway, uh, I thought. I mean, ironically, I thought. The, I mean, this is why we haven't talked about it because, of course, it was, it was very good. The wasn't performance it? on Saturday gotcha. massively, massively, massively. Yeah, got your back, mate. Uh, Sit up, your junta. Uh, so uh, uh, the performance on Saturday sadly superseded the performance yeah. last week but I, I thought the performance was the best performance we've had all season yeah they look, look very good against, solid against the Ukrainian pub team yeah alright okay but they looked solid they looked solid solid I thought mm. and I thought Hazard put a shift in mm. Hazard looked like he'd taken on board what Jose was saying and yep. you know tracked back defended tackled and also looked looked I mean, if he was inches away from scoring what would have been a phenomenal goal. You're typing heavy again, Clive. Uh, you know, he, he was inches away from scoring a cracking goal. So, you know, what a shame that we had to like forget about what was a decent performance and just talk about the crap one. Actually, it wasn't that crap at all. I thought they didn't do badly on Saturday. I, another day, they would have got a point. Interestingly, on that point, I did an interview with a West Ham uh, kind of website before the game. And I predicted a 1-1 for that. So I wasn't filled with massive confidence that we were going to get a result. At I thought we'd lose. Really? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, you know, all the toys out of the pram, when you actually analyse it in the cold light of day, how many of us really thought we'd get a decent result? Well, that's there? where we are now, isn't it? That's a problem. Well, West Ham have been playing really, really well under, under Bilic. You know, they, are, yeah. they aren't they are where they are by accident. Well, can I make a, a, lot of a Nora wage. Can I make yeah, a prediction now? I'm going to Stoke tomorrow, right? I don't think I'm going to be oh. seeing a win. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think that he's going to win? Do you no, think? He's, well, there's a there's a big question. I don't think we do. I do think Stoke need to win either, though. I think Stoke would be well out of it too. So it's going to be a quite an interesting well, clash then. Or, or absolutely tedious. Who do you think? So should Chelsea, Chelsea put out the reserves for that one? We need well, to win for confidence. S- we yeah, don't but, need to win. And if they win, yeah. they can carry on. Who do you right. think? Yeah. Hey, well, thank you. Right. Who do you think he's going to put out? It sounds like he's going to go with a strong team, yeah, which you know, because I thought it was nailed on. We're going to have Papi Gilabodji and. Marco Lee. Well, by George. the way, have you have you seen uh, Callum's song about Papa Gigiboli? Uh No, I've seen the the. I'm official. all lost in the transfer market. I can no longer shop happily. I came in for that special offer, Papa Gilabogeli. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Callum, I know you don't listen to this show because you're too cool for school, but mate, that is the best genius-like song I have seen from a Chelsea supporter. <laughs> For a long, long time, brilliant. absolutely brilliant, and I love the Clash. So obviously, I'm going to be deeply enamoured of that. Right, okay, back to you. Type that, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you know, you, you, can, you can run, nice you can run, you can run, you can run, but you can't hide from Clive's uh, posts on Mixer because you hear them coming five minutes before they arrive. You know? <laughs> Clive's a lawyer by profession. God. I mean, God help anybody who works in Clive's office, you know, about, about a, a nasty email and they're out, they're out of the building already, you know. <laughs> anyway, enough. Right, CFC UK, as I said, it's, uh, it's out, it's a cracker as always. Uh, if you can't get it by being at the game... Only 25 uh, shekels. Only 25 shekels. Only a pound or only two euro if you're in Kiev. Uh, but anyways, you can't, if you can't get it from the stall or at an away game, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, uh, follow uh, at CFC UK USA. And if you want a, a proper hard uh, copy, as it were, in fact, actually, Dave did say in uh, in Kiev, he said, if you're worried about if you're worried about travel in Kiev, you can fold up your CFC UK and turn it into a Chelsea brick. 
Which I thought was brilliant. Anyway, uh, yeah, follow, follow Dan Lundberg, which is at D-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G underscore, and Dan will tell you how you can get a hard copy uh, in the USA. Now, Chelsea Supporters Trust, of course, we love the trust. We are an affiliate. I'm on the board. Uh, join it, and uh, you can get your voice heard by the club. It's only five quid <coughs> to become a voting member. I'm trying to time my speaking with your coughs, Dan. You Sorry. Know. Only five quid to become a vote. Uh, Bob... <laughs> You know, if I don't know we're going to get Bob fucking Fleming on the show, I'd have phoned up the real one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but look at that nice hairball in the middle of your Ugh. table. Sounds like my... I was going to say sounds like my pussy, but that would have come out very wrong, wouldn't it? Pussy, They have... Yeah. Fur, your pussies have furballs. Did you not know that? Anyway, um, five quid to become a voting um, member. Sorry. Can we just have a moment's reflection on that statement, please? So he's right. Can we not? Have you never... <laughs> Guys, <laughs> have you never owned a pussy with a furball? No. Okay, you, you, you haven't lived. Uh, right, this is, the Supporters Trust, this has gone very Monty Python. Anyway, the Supporters Trust is £5. I once a... killed a cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't want to know, Clive. But more uh, than that, I did it my way. Oh, <laughs> God, very good. Yeah, Sid O'Connell. £5 <laughs> to become a voting member, or of course it's free for non-voting members. Um, sign up at ChelseaSportersTrust.com uh, so you can attend the meetings. There is a, well, we call them an SGM, and we've heard tell that people don't understand or like the term SGM. Basically, the SGM is a is a kind of a quarterly meeting that the Trust have. Uh, they're having it in the... Fin- special. Shush. They uh, have a meeting. A ge- it's a meeting that they have quarterly where members can turn up, usually after the game, and we lay on some decent stuff. So actually this one, which is on the 21st of November after the Narch game uh, in the Fimbra Arms, we're going to have Melanie Cook, uh, Alison Gurdon and Amanda Jacks all talking about uh, you know, uh, banning orders and how to get defended against prosecution by the police. You know, you know, you know, obviously, you know obviously that I'm, I'm a PR man, but... but um... Maybe you could rebrand them quarterly meeting with special staff. QGM. Yes, I just think we just have to really say maybe we should call them a gathering. You know, it'd be a very killing joke, okay. wouldn't it? New albums out, fantastic. By the you way, you just call it a meeting, actually. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I heard from Pablo? This is very boring for anybody who's still bothering to listen. <laughs> um, but uh, they've actually all gone. I know. I don't blame them. Anyway, the the Only bottom fifty left. Pablo, the lawyer, instructed us that we actually have to. We are. We are. Uh, uh, it's a legal requirement for us to state that it is an S- a special general meeting, apparently. But, I mean, basically, we'll call them special general meetings or SGMs, but basically come along and have a, a few beers and listen to some really interesting people and also get your voice heard. Raise the issues that you want discussed. Pablo is legally absolutely right, if it's a general no. meeting. But it could just be a meeting. I know. Come along. Anyway, come, come along. Come, come along. along. Sing this song. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. The boys in blue in the Fimbra arms. Oh, yeah. And we won't be here with these beer prices for long. That's true. No. Anyway, follow uh, the can, trust. Uh, can you bring in your own beer to it? You, maybe, I don't know. Follow the uh, trust uh, on Twitter, at Chelsea S Trust, moving swiftly along. Okay, as you all know, the biggest and most special and important news of all is that we now only have uh, four days. Voting for the Football Blogging Awards ends midnight Friday, the 30th of October. That is this Friday... And that means, if you haven't voted already, I will have decorum while I'm talking about the most important thing on the podcast tonight. I'm trying to laugh quietly, all right? I know. Gary, stop making them laugh. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Football Blogging Awards. We've made the finals. We're the only Chelsea podcast in it. 
Chelsea HQ are the only social football account in it. You have to vote for Chelsea Fancast and Chelsea HQ because I am going up to Manchester on my Todd and I do not want to be publicly humiliated by losing to those fucking girls that do that other bloody podcast. What date is it? What's Hayley McQueen and all of that lot, the podcast they do? They get money for doing theirs. Ours is free for the people. Ours has got soul. 19th of November is the do. I should check my diary. You should come. Yeah. They've sold out of tickets though, but I might be able to get you in. I can stand outside. No, I I emailed you all this. I said, do any of you love to come? come, I'll be in darkest Peru. I know you will. You're looking for marmalade sandwiches. Marmalade sandwiches. I'm going to be eating nothing but marmalade sandwiches. We'll talk about it in a minute. Anyway, look, you lot out there, go. I hope you get the... You lot out there, go and vote for uh, uh, the Chelsea Fancast in the Football Blogging Awards. It's easy to do. Uh, All you go on Twitter, just check out the links on Chelsea Fancast Twitter feed. But basically, it entails you saying, I am voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast as the best football hashtag podcast. Uh, You can also go to footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now and vote for us there. I mean, it'd be lovely to win it. I mean, it might be the only trophy Chelsea win this year. I mean, it's feasible that it might be. Mind you, as I said Apart earlier... from the ladies. As I said... And the, and the Champions League. As I said earlier on the show, exactly. When Chelsea Fancast won the Football Blogging Awards in 2012, Chelsea also won the Champions League. I think there's a bit of, uh, you know, Precedent. synchronicity Precedent, there. Precedent, mm. So there you go. Do it, people. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. Don't do it for me. Do it for you. You listen to this show. You interact with it. You make it what it is. Give it and us and you some bloody recognition by helping us win it. So get your get your mates, get everybody you can to go and vote. And anyway, the, the most important thing is that this is the last time you'll hear me say this. So be thankful for that, if nothing else. It's just so sad. I was getting so used I to know. it. You're welling up, Clive. I can yeah. tell. I can tell. All right, enough. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, Diane's voted already. Diane's voted already. Get all the people in the Only di- once. Diane, get uh, get carefree in the UAE to go and vote. And Gary know. makes a good point. His petition, Gary, absolutely. Yes, that's a really good point, yeah, Gary. I, I mean, it, it doesn't really work for me to sit here and have a conversation with you because it'd be somewhat one-sided. But uh, we have tweeted it out a lot. Every time I see a tweet of yours, Gary, I always try and tweet it out. But if you quickly, whilst I'm chuntering on, explain to me what we need to do next, because I I got an email uh, for, for for signing up to the petition. Uh, to say that it, actually, it had actually been discussed in Westminster, this very issue. So maybe we're having, uh, you know, some traction with it. But but do quickly, because I've got about another two or three minutes. So put on Mixler what it is we have to do and why, and I will remind people just before we go. Okay, Gary's just kind of come back to me. He says, just go to at, uh, at G. Wilson CFC. There we go. But yes, but there, you know, there are two, two, two things. One of them is about the Cancer Drugs Fund, which says he's unfit for purpose. The other one is about expanding cervical screening to those who want it who are from 16 years old. And you only get it um, under the age of tw- over the age of 25 at the moment, and it's ludicrous. And, I'm fully, and I've, 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 si- I've, I've signed up, and I fully support that, Gary. Brilliant. Yeah. Top man. Well done. Cheers, Gary. Thanks a lot. Right, OK, we're done here. Now, we will be back uh, on Monday, the, November the 2nd to report back on the games against Stoke, which no doubt we'll forget all about in the Capital One Cup, and, of course, at home to those cloptomaniacs. You see? <laughs> yes, I've been dying to reveal my new name for Liverpool fans for ages. They have to be called cloptomaniacs, because we all know they're kleptomaniacs, so why not call them cloptomaniacs? It all makes sense. Anyway, yeah, we're playing Liverpool next Saturday. That is going to be mahoosive as a game. It really, really is, and I must win, irrespective of the situation we're in, but I cannot, for one ever deal rationally with living uh, with liver, uh, losing to the bin dippers so we must win now next week i'm going to be joined by dr mart again 
Two weeks running. Two weeks running. What's going on? I know. <laughs> and Jonathan Kidd, who hasn't been on for weeks either. That'll be right. an uncontrollable show for starters. You and Jonathan on the same show. I have no chance. Bringing Dad's army out again. And the uh, the sensible uh, the sensible person on the podcast this week has been Dan Levine, and next week it will be Dan Silver. There must be something about Dan's makes them sensible. Okay, and I am forever grateful that they come along. <laughs> Dan, Dan, the sensible man. Dan, Dan, the sensible man, or Den, 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 the sensible men, even. Okay, right, now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stamford Chidge, Dan at Dan Levine, yep. Martin at Dr. Martin's Boots, and Clive at Clive O'Connell, no comma. And, of course, don't forget to read whatever Dan publishes, because he is a wonderful, wonderful, proper Chelsea journalist, <laughs> And read Clive like it is. He does, and read Clive's drivel. Sorry, driver on the wing. Thank you. I typed it out very loudly this week. Okay, and it's published. He tells it like it isn't, which is much funnier. (laughs) It it very much is. But don't forget that is published exclusively in the Chelsea Supporters Group website. But I do do a link to it every week from my Twitter account. It's the funniest thing ever, basically. So you must read it. Right, now make sure you check out the blogs on our website, ChelseaFanCast.com. We haven't written one for about three weeks. I don't know what's happened to Ken and and, uh, Clayton. I think they're on strike and I'm just too damn lazy. Uh, But there's also lots of information on there about how you can listen to and download the show and you can actually download it from the website. And of course, don't forget to check out our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. And as I said, uh, it's been a brilliant fun. I've really enjoyed it this week, in spite of my rigours in getting here. But it's been lovely to see you, Clive, as always. It's been a delight, Chich. I've really enjoyed myself. It's been fun, hasn't it? It has. How's it's it's very jolly. I told you, when Chelsea lose, the Chelsea fancast shows are always much more fun. Are we all and feeling better? better? I'm, I'm thera- thera- yeah. therapized. It has therapized. been like a therapy session. It really yeah, has. Yeah. Therapeutic. And we've got it for free as well. I know. There mm-hmm. we go. I even give my therapy for free. What You'll be getting Chidge's invoice later, of course. Yes, that's shush. Don't, no, I can't. Well, group therapy, I can charge much more really so there you go uh, Martin it's been fantastic to see you back it's and been I'm absolutely de- yeah. great to be on I've thoroughly enjoyed it I'm delighted that you'll be on next week as well be yes. two weeks in a row be yes. lovely to see you and uh, Dan um, we, we, we ration you out more than we ration everybody else out which means it's even better when you're here I love having you on the show you know that you only have one week of me coughing a month that's right I love having you on the show because you see apart from everything else we do get a little I, I always feel we get a little bit of sense and a little bit of inside knowledge going on and, it, and I'm very grateful for it so it's lovely to see you have you enjoyed it? it's been a blast good Cheers. stuff Andy Silverman yes <laughs> lovely to see you too fella and have you enjoyed being in the Dr Evil chair? speechless how's your pussy? just the way I walk <laughs> 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 oh, that's quality alright guys we've got to go uh, before we do vote Chelsea Fancast in the Football Blogging Awards or another moose dies All right. Many thanks to my guests this week. Thank you for listening. See you next time, Uh, particularly the people in Mixler, who I love massively. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. I'm up for chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.